Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Monday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1600, KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 here on this beautiful Monday afternoon, and I guess the winter weather is coming in, and we've got D. Dowd Muscock here in the studio. Dowd, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Eddie. I'm uh, really looking forward to the next three hours of discussing the video of the directed energy weapon or the missile from Nashville. The, the tinfoil hat folks... All weekend I was watching their videos. They are out in force. So that's what we're going to do for the next three hours. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> I did see the slow-mo. Did you watch the slow-mo of it? Um, I, I, made me, I don't know if I watched the same one you did, but there, I, I watched one where there's this image that seems to come from the sky. Yeah. I don't know that that proves anything, but it's interesting. Well, if it is video and it does come from the sky, I, I would say that uh, it's hard to disagree visually with what you're seeing. Oh, I don't know what I saw, though. That's the problem. It's that kind of black and white contrast thing, the one I saw. It's, you know, yeah. It's, it's, we'll see moving forward. Um, I'm open it, to any suggestions or any evidence if you want uh, to send it my way. I think it's more interesting in terms of what was destroyed, yeah. why it was destroyed, yep. when it was destroyed, and... Um, well, and, and happily, no morning. one was killed. You know, no one except the bomber himself. Ostensibly, so. we don't know well, that uh, if this guy even existed. the things that. All right, uh, you're going big on this one, my friend. <laughs> uh, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> okay. I, just, I just want to know at some point: yeah. Are we actually going to get something that we can trust? I think what it what it does is it shows just how much people don't trust the places where they get no information. From. No question. And I think we've re- reached this. Um, I don't know apex of fake news, and everything has a bias one way or the other, and I think we're looking at this and saying, well, you know what, we don't really know what happened. (laughs) Uh, Just like you said, I don't know what I saw, or we don't know what direction uh, something came from, or if it was the RV, or it was a a directed energy weapon. So, you know, it's hard to actually have a discussion about something when you're arguing first principles or first uh, truths, and, you know... You're going to have people who are going to be at odds with each other, and they're going to insist because it's something that they believe, and you'll never come to a, co- a conclusion. Well, and especially when it's so early. I mean, this is just what forty-eight hours now. I mean, it's it's uh, let's let's give it a little time to breathe. I mean, I just remember the nine eleven, the day of nine eleven. We were hearing all kinds of you know other planes were hijacked out of San Antonio. Like all this information came out that day. So. You know, it takes a are. little while to get to the truth. But here we are. Tw- we're we're on the eve of the 20th anniversary of 9/11, yeah, we are. and we are now looking at something where there's a lot of people who don't believe what happened with 9/11. And if you look at the materials uh, that flew into the plane, that plane, that building should not have been penetrated by the likes of a jet made out of a lot of aluminum um, to create that type of heat, regardless of the amount of speed that would be. Uh, coming in with that level of force, I mean, there are physics in all of this. And, you know, it's just like worthless discussion to have these types of conversations. Something happened, a bomb went off, we know it's there, and somebody was trying to get something out of somebody for some reason. And everyone decided to stop and stare at it, and we focused on it for a day. And there was news reports that were coming out, and you notice how very quickly they all come to conclusions. Well, here's a suspect, and this is what he's doing. Now we just got to find the motive. Now we, like, you know, it, it's very convenient. And all of a sudden, the person who was driving the, I guess, the RV um, uh, was blasting out that signal, the notice. I don't know if you saw that. That was bizarre, yeah. Was that bizarre? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I heard a recording of it, but then again, 
Was that the actual recording, or what? That, 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 that's what they want us to hear. They, the ubiquitous, they want us to hear. You know, so I, mean, so. I guess since we're going to start here, I didn't, I didn't expect to start uh, here, but let's start here. Uh, let's this listen. is me hanging out on 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 the alternative to uh, was your YouTube. Bar- was your vacation too long? It begins with a B. Like, I know you don't like me saying the word, but there is an alternative to YouTube that begins with a B. www B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com. And I never should have been hanging out on that website. <laughs> There's no here. filtering. You get everything on that. Yeah. Okay, so so here here's what it sounds like. So this is what uh, Dow's talking about. And I'm not worked up about it at all. I've got numerous people texting me and sending me information. And, you know, you can't make heads or tails of it, even after 72 hours. But uh, here's the beginning of it. And this is uh, what it sounds like. So this is literally recorded on the Twitter account, so you can hear it. You can hear the announcement right before the explosion, and it's very weird, okay? It's just very weird. So so here's a Twitter account. The Twitter account is TA, TA32255678, and it, it literally is broadcasting it at the time. So obviously it is something that knew that this thing was premeditated. You know, someone set this up. So here, here's what it sounds like. And you can hear in the background the warning that's coming from, I guess, the RV, if we're to believe anything that we're hearing. So it says, uh, please evacuate now. Please evacuate now. Please evacuate now. And then... So if you can hear this, please evacuate now. If you can hear this, I feel like I'm doing Clyde Lewis' show today, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, like I those really calls do. that I'm people were like, getting the messages. Uh, yeah, so, so here it is, and then there's the explosion. So obviously that's that's what happened. So this is a, the immediate reports that come out. So we're looking at this and saying, okay, why was someone twittering this? <laughs> why was somebody putting this out? How did they record this? How did this get out? How did they know that this was was going to be coming out? And then then you start looking at, you know, CBS News starts jumping into the middle of all this, right? They start looking at, well, let's let's evaluate what's happened here. Let's try to make heads or tails of it. And you're looking at the reporters and. All they're doing is talking to people who are who's an eyewitness on the morning of Christmas, you know, at 6 a.m. The, the answer is nobody. The answer is nobody. So this is mainstream news. Here's what they had to say about it uh, that morning. And, and again, all this footage uh, is available directly at rockoftalk.chat. So there you go. You're looking at the footage. You see the smoke. see everything there's the raw uh real tapes i mean and it looks like it leveled you know like half a block at least it looks like you know i i always when i growing up anything that was ever leveled on the street we called it beirut right mm-hmm. another way we refer to it out uh, yep, from our generation so back in always, the 80s yeah always what we did and then you see the cars that are just totally blasted out um how come we're not talking about the remnants of what was in all this would have been all over the place we have yet to talk about that but suddenly we know the person who did it and the RV, <laughs> right? <laughs> or not the RV, as the conspiracy theorist, uh, as, as you know, you would have them put it. So then, here's CNN's spin on everything. Anderson Cooper 
And the eyewitnesses describing hearing the gunshots, so to add to more of the theater. And as you just heard right there, you didn't hear any gunshots, at least in the precipitating 30 seconds of the bomb. Do you have any sense? Right, and I don't know. Okay. I, I know that it was really, really loud. Yep. The, Betsy, the gunshots were very yeah. loud. Well, Betsy, I'm so glad that you and your family got out and, and are doing okay. So as we all know with eyewitnesses... They all think that they saw something. They all think that they heard something. Extremely unreliable yeah. eyewitness testimony about anything. There's, there's <laughs> nothing, precisely, nothing could be more unreliable than eyewitness testimony. I think it should be banned from courts. It's so unreliable. Following, yeah. Immediately yeah. following. Like, yeah. you just don't take that. Yep. There's no reason, there's no sense, other than to get everybody worked up. And I was not worked up about this at all, whatsoever. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Well, uh, seems the kids are out again. <laughs> they got bored on Christmas, apparently, and uh, out of this. But I was just happy nobody died. I, you know, I mean, if this was an act of terrorism, it was a pretty poorly done. I mean, three people you, with non-life-threatening injuries. You know, Al-Qaeda likes to shoot a little higher than that. Did you notice that there was nobody used the word terrorism? That, that You're right. Was that interesting? It was a little like, interesting, Nobody yes. used the yes. word terrorism. That's the first thing anyone would think. But. Right. Okay, so let's uh, let's continue to listen to Anderson amp it up. And I, I wish you the best. I well, thank you. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and I have to say that it's real. Does she sound worried. Well, thank you. Good morning. Well, I'm sure oh, it's that's nice just to be Southerners. They're all like that. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's really strange to go to bed on Christmas Eve and and then you know get ready to go to bed on Christmas Day. And I've talked to Anderson Cooper. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stranger things that have happened. Does anybody seem worked up? Now the mayor's also chuckling in the midst of all this. I mean. Here's here's what what you get from it, nobody's really worried no one's uh, concerned or whatever so you know that we're going to wait for a police briefing and here comes the special police briefing and then the mayor right uh, here here's what we're testing out and remember Nashville is a very robust city very. I mean it is doing better than just about any place other than Idaho and Arizona uh, the chiefs and I just have had a walking tour of the devastation on Second Avenue. And um, as of, you know, as of right now, it does, initial evidence does show that the early morning explosion was a, a, was a deliberate bomb being set off in our community. And the blast caused injuries and catastrophic damage to this very historic part of Nashville. Now, at the end of the day, I think all of us, I certainly have, have gone from relief that there were not more casualties, and that's a, an amazing thing that there were not, particularly when people begin to see the, the devastation on 2nd Avenue, to relief that there were not more casualties, to now anger and determination and resolve, and a resolve to, be, to rebuild. And oh, well, there we go. Of course, the rallying cry, of course, of any good leader or mayor, that we rebuild, we will rise up. We will. I mean, it's like we've all just, you know, tuned in. Here's a chance for our community to hurt, uh, rally around everything. And this, of course, is a big Democrat national mayor. Now, I will say one thing about all of this. Isn't it funny how he's there all of a sudden? Wouldn't you want to go ahead and case the entire downtown area to make sure that there's nothing else there? And everybody seems extremely relaxed after the blast that there wasn't a, a second, a third, a fourth, or a fifth. You would anticipate that there would be something else, but nobody seems to be worried about any of that. But he does say one thing. Oh, we're going to have a curfew. We're going to shut down the entire city, all airspace, all communications, everything. We're going to shut this down. Does anybody feel like this is a bit of a drill? I'm not trying to get conspiratorial here, but 
What exactly was the intent of this? And why don't we know more about the person who set this off? Well, here's how bad it was, because the eyewitnesses start speaking up about it. You know, they're, they're all alarmed. They're upset about this whole entire thing. And they're coming out and they're saying, well, it was quite a blast. I've never heard a blast like that. Well, how many blasts have you ever heard in your <laughs> lifetime? Could you give us a, you grow up an in idea? Like, yeah, uh, are you just used to watching movies? It's like Die Hard. Is it what, what exactly are we talking about here? You know, I, I don't think at any point none of these people were concerned after this. It was like a one-time thing. It just felt like, well, there it goes. So here's an eyewitness uh, report with Anderson Cooper, and uh, this is uh, CNN is right on the spot, Johnny on the spot since back in 2001. And Let's take a listen. We're talking under these circumstances. I understand you were woken up, you say, by what sounded like gunfire. Explain what you heard and what time this was. Uh, It was sometime between 4.30 and 5 a.m. And figure out what they needed to tell us. Well, in the meantime, and we... It actually happened. Do 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 you know what time that was? The reports I we have were six six thirty two a.m. Somewhere around like six. Thing I uh, saw that there was some snow on the cars, so I went back into my sleeping area of my studio apartment and heard some more gunfire. I didn't get up this time. I just said, "Well, I'm just nothing I can do about it." And then within about ten minutes, I heard and felt the most incredible explosion ever. It completely demolished my entire apartment. It- okay, so we got gunfire. Now, two different eyewitnesses say that. Does anybody uh, know that they were hit? Anybody reported injuries or additional injuries? You did get sort of this, uh, you know, small grazing over of the fact that there could have been a couple of people or there were other injuries that were there. But we know of one victim, and we can't even identify him. And they say, well, you couldn't identify anybody because he was blown to smithereens. But then somehow they were able to identify through what means. And we don't have how that person was identified, do we? Do we have no how Mr. Warner was identified? So what is this? What are we looking at? What exactly happened in Nashville? Do we know? Do we know if it was a, a missile, at, what did you call it, ERP or an <laughs> RV? Do we know if Directed anybody energy, was shot yes. or if there was actually gunshots? Do, what do we know? Well, you know what we don't? You know what we know? We know that there was a lot of noise, something happened, some property was damaged, and it could have been anybody, but we're going to blame it on this guy. And somebody was basically warning everybody else. I think the whole thing was staged. I would go so far as to say, well, I think there could be some actual officials involved in all this. And the biggest thing, the only thing I'm interested in, somehow this ties to the election? Is that is, have, you, have you read this yet? I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, the storage of, of several ballot boxes. There in the area at the AT&T Communication Center, and please, anybody, correct me on any of this information, but, you know, just in case we, we didn't, you know, have enough news going on, let's go ahead and relate it back to the, the second biggest news story besides the coronavirus in 2020. <laughs> at this point, we're just stirring the pot. That's all <laughs> we're doing. This is why I didn't want to pay a whole lot of attention to this. I don't want to get into conspiracy. I apologize for ever bringing it up. <laughs> no, I, I think it's fine because I think a lot of other people out there are like, yeah, well, what, you know, what was this? What exactly were we looking at? Why are we talking about it? Uh, you know, this could have been, if this would have happened in Albuquerque and nobody was hurt, would we be talking about this nationally? But it happened in Nashville uh, a little bit uh, 
a city with a little bit more uh, economic strength. A number of uh, uh, relocations have happened there as well. I mean, you immediately put in a curfew. So there you go. Downtown Nashville throw into chaos. Nashville explosion eyewitness describes being evacuated right before the blast. I mean, that would be the most interesting thing to me. Why was somebody evacuated and, and pushed out of the whole entire uh, area? That would make the, the, the most... The most sense to me out of anything that, that's there is how, why and how did that happen? Why was somebody evacuated? Come true, but I guess we'll see at the end of the day. Well, Joey, we, we wish all the best to you and your brother, Gavin, and uh, I, I hope that this uh, gets cleaned up quickly and that the authorities um, track down whoever's responsible. Well, we track down whoever's responsible, and he's dead. Just, just, just a suicide bombing, uh, drawing attention. What would a person like that have got out, gotten out of it? The answer is nothing. There's nothing to get out of any of this. You see all of the blown-out pieces of, of the buildings and things like that, but there really isn't a news story here. If there is, I don't know what it is. FBI investigating downtown Nashville explosion. Be very difficult um, for you, especially on Christmas, you and your family. Um, we have video that you shot from this morning. Tell us how your day has started. Well, that, 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 was, the, that, that was the guy that was basically evacuated right before the blast, and that's all the information that we got from him. So there you go. Uh, uh, a story, non-story. Rudy, what... What was your immediate reaction to that? Did did you care much? I wondered what what was going on on the other channels. That was CNN. I know, that but was I, Fox I, News. That was MSNBC. I don't have anything else. But the second the second I saw it, I just said, "Gosh, is it maybe I should be watching the CW or something?" <laughs> really? I'm serious. Yeah. I truly did think that. Well, it just I looked at it and I said, "Another one of these things." It in my mind, it felt because of the announcement before, it just felt contrived. Yeah. It just feels like set up, and that there's no there there. But in the meantime, there was like four different mass uh, Christmas Day shootings that got no coverage. I did see, did you see that. A few I headlines, put them all not, right there. Not a lot Nobody of talked about that. Yet. And five people, five girls dying in Arkansas, age ranges from 11 to 50 years of age. No national news coverage on that, but we're all covering this explosion in in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. 424 back and four. AM 1600 KIVA 93.7 FM. Web the app, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. When we return, we're going to jump into some, well, other news. And really, the biggest stuff that uh, we have to talk about today has to do with something Dowd has been talking about. And he wrote this up. This is all the uh, the new policy, New Mexico pol- public policy for 2020. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. 
Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at The Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At The Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771-3937. Alarms are ignored. Kill switches are easily detected and reconnected. RFIDs are hacked using a basic code grabber. And GPS tracking systems, well, they're good at locating your vehicle after it's been taken. Give us a call, 505-550-4994. Hey, Boudicke, Buck Buckner, owner of Car Spa here. I've had a job since maybe 11 years old. Broke was not in my vocabulary. Through work opportunities, I learned things like responsibility, discipline, go-get, setting goals, savings, teamwork, integrity, competitiveness, commitment, and self-worth. Recent Car Spa expansions requires that we hire more people across the ranks of associates, supervisors, and managers. We need to build more teams to meet the demand of our business. We have hourly and salary positions with benefits, with experience and performance. We are looking for the right people and energy for both full service and part-time to be a part of our team. We have an immediate and greatest need at our newest West Side Coors location, but are hiring at all sites. Drop by early morning, Sunday through Wednesday, fill out an app, and interview a manager and join the team. All right, time to put things together. I'm going to start with the weather looking like uh, some cold tomorrow. They say a slight chance of rain and snow. That'll be probably a morning experience. Right now, at Haynes Park in Rio Rancho, 56 degrees. Roosevelt Park checks in with 54, and it's 58 here at the Rock of Talk. Worst drive right now seems to be on Coors Boulevard. As you're making your way southbound La Ria over to Montano, under 15 miles an hour. Getting across River Bridge now, we do have a stall on I-40 westbound. It's coming right up on Coors Boulevard, right after the river there. And it's on the right shoulder, big yellows there. No real slowing behind it, just be aware on your way uh, on I-40 westbound. 
All right, this report is brought to you by Taco Tote across from the historic Highland Theater. No patio dining right at the moment. They're hoping to have that before, I'm sorry, by the uh, first of the year. But they've got this great family of five meal deal to enjoy takeout. One and a half pounds of meat, 12 fresh handmade tortillas, that's flour or uh, corn, and you get rice, beans, cheese, the chips and salsa, it's all together. You can see this great special by going to family.enjoytakeout.com. Now that we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 430 here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM. We are streaming live on Facebook, on the Facebook page, and then uh, YouTube uh, as well. I can choose one Facebook page or the other, and you can see it there. And then I rolled out something earlier today, which gave everybody sort of like an overview of the blast. So you can check out everything. No, 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 not the Nashville blast. The blast from this morning. So we put info all that, blast. Yeah, the info blast. We got all that uh, good information that uh, gets out there. And I posted the video. So you guys are welcome to go ahead and uh, uh, check that uh out and uh you know there's things that we cover there's things that we look at maybe a little bit differently lots of uh people uh commenting uh on uh, social media a uh, goof afternoon you know it's been a long <laughs> the f is next to the d key it actually is next to the d it's a df uh, easy mistake yeah <laughs> uh, site seven probably donald trump's fault lol uh it's a good one van sella nashville is the new lv rabbit hole uh, i'm not sure what the lv is what's the lv anybody las vegas maybe i was thinking of that shooting Mm. Um, which was never solved. You notice that, but it was the guy. They were very quick to get to that guy. You know, the guy that's that one story where I side slightly with the conspiracy kooks. Like, I don't feel like I've got enough information on that event. I was who, there one year, exactly right. one year after it happened. My cheap Scottish brother-in-law got us tickets, got us rooms at that place because nobody wanted to be there on the one-year anniversary. <laughs> and oh, I was Mandalay, at, uh, Mandalay Bay. We yeah. were there a year later, uh, and I, I just don't feel like we. I, I don't feel informed enough about what happened on that day, what his motives were, what his background were, and he had some girlfriend, and he was a he was a gambler, and he lived up in I think Mesquite. They Mesquite, said yeah, up the one road. of my favorite. That's a beautiful little town, Mesquite. Love. And Mesquite. he came in with fourteen suitcases. Yeah, and he kept selling, but no one noticed. And yeah, uh, there we go. We uh, they had to blame that. somebody. They said George said that posted videos of the plane they used for the laser to hit the AT and T building. Michael says surprise. The liberals aren't blaming Trump or saying he was a disgruntled Trump uh, supporter. Yes. Right? That it, that train's never late, but it hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> it said the FBI found DNA evidence at the crime scene, Kathy said, and it matched the guy they were looking at. Uh, George Ed also said, why would he have probable cause to do that? Gilbert says the guy sold his house for $0 on eleven twenty five. How do we even know that? I mean, if I were a realtor, I wouldn't probably know that. The Daily Mail reported last night he gave two properties away to some woman who used to live in Tennessee and now lives in California. That's what it says. Yeah, young so woman, 29-year-old woman. They don't know what his relate, possible relationship was to her. And then one of the neighbors said he gave me his car the other day. I mean, the the narrative, if it's a narrative they've crafted, it sounds, it all fits together in the sense of, you know, lone gunman type guy, loner, didn't talk to his neighbors. Yeah. but. But you know, I'm 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 open to actual evidence, though not not wacky theories. Actual I, I gotta evidence. I got to tell you, I'm just bored. Like, <laughs> just seriously, like, oh wow, a blast went off in Nashville. Well, anybody actually know anything at this point, or like, what news agency is cheering for what team? Like, it really is. It's a fumble. Oh yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. see who has it. Yep. yep. And uh, you're right, Eddie. The incident does seem staged. That's from Kevin. The whole Nashville thing stinks. And Kathy sent me a link. Lots of text uh, coming in, and you know, hey. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody, but uh, they'll continue to go. 
What storm, Mr. President? You'll find out almost there. A lot of people asking me, are, uh, am I going to go to Washington, D.C. next week? Uh, I've thought about it. Thought about it. Eddie, um, I heard on the news that they identified the person of interest that was blown up by DNA evidence. Supposedly he had a police record at the time for marijuana possession. Yes, because people are very concerned nowadays about marijuana possession. <laughs> uh, mm. just, just come to New Mexico. They'll decriminalize you in a second. Uh, so if this is DNA in the police database... It would make it easier to identify that individual. Also, I heard the rest of the evidence went to Quantico for further evaluation from Nashville, where it will disappear into oblivion. <laughs> Nothing happens at Quantico. You can always trust the FBI. Yeah, if it's one thing we've learned one recently. group of people you can't trust, it's the <laughs> FBI. Uh, Eddie, folks speculate because the brain-dead reporters do such a lousy job. They don't. They just turn on their mics and like they ask dumb questions. Warner is just another crazy person, most likely. I don't even know if he had anything to do with it. The RV driver does not match the description of the guy that uh, who Warner was. Oh, interesting. No. Okay. Uh, Eddie, look up the fire destroying the printing company in New York on the same day as the vet Nashville said they had had printed fake ballots at the plant in New York City. Okay, that to me that seems the most plausible. Does it not? We'll put it on the list. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know, really, we're we're sort of playing. Uh, what, what is it called? Uh, what's the name of that board game? I'm so I was. It's not a board game. It's a card game. Um, were you like the worst? Magic person? the Gathering? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was cheap. <clears throat> cheap. It was just in the South Park episode I watched this weekend. So, Oh, did you catch the woman who called Beck's show saying and the man who set off the bomb in Nashville was a diversion for the actual explosion which obliterated the AT&T office in the building to which the voting machines from Georgia were delivered all within the last two weeks. There you go. Okay. Thereby ensuring those Dominion machines cannot be examined for defects. That's If there was any reason and motivation and anything that actually sounds real, that is it. If there was any, that's the one thing I could actually go with. That makes the most sense. You, you want to know why I'm not a conspiracy theorist? I'm a liber- you don't have time to waste. I'm a libertarian, why. and for government to pull off 9-11, for government to pull off this bombing, for government to do just about anything, they're not competent enough to pull this stuff off. Yeah. So in my in my world, if you're truly a libertarian, you can't be a conspiracy theorist because you believe that government has this m- wonderful power to get everybody on the same page and it keep everybody's mouth shut and pull it off and fool the population. Um, I'm focused on the stuff that everybody admits to uh, and no one disputes. Like, oh, I don't know, we have a $28 trillion national deficit. Well, let, we keep just, spending like this. Let's just play this world. out now before we take it into why you know better here. And why no, no, no. I'm just saying this. as a general just, rule, it, it's best to be skeptical. Let, let's kick it around here while we can, while the listeners are kicking it around, because this is just fun. Um, this isn't going to come down anywhere. Waiting for the libs to blame Trump or saying terrorist bomber was a disgruntled Trump supporter. That's also on my text. Thank you very much. I haven't heard that yet. It's it's late. Yeah. It's late. Um, Eddie, uh, right? Eddie, liberalism is a cancer, and I said so is marriage. <laughs> <laughs> no argument there, my friend. <laughs> uh, I'm not part of your group, though. Remember, I'm outside of your group because I would be an alpha male. Oh, yes. So I guess you're so. you're a Chad. Yeah. You're not whatever. A, you're that not is. a big deal. <laughs> uh, hi, Eddie. Hope your Christmas was a good one. How is it the FBI can identify a suspect in Nashville so quickly but refuse to investigate Zoro Ranch or Hunter Biden? We still don't have answers with the Las Vegas shooting. Look, these guys are right on... You those guys are, those are legitimate vote. concerns. Yeah, Absolutely. bang, bang. Eddie, this link was removed from Google. Nashville News Local. Nashville Christmas Day bomber held explosive handler's license. There you go. Uh, Warner's a patsy of the Biden sedition campaign. Hilarious. Uh, probably true, though. Uh, there you go. This is probably the best thing. Um... Remember the guy who took out all those uh, the the congressmen at the baseball game? Oh, Immediately, what they used to say it was a right wing nut but he, job, but and they found out guy. that he was a Bernie. Yeah, 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 he worked for Bernie. 
The FBI took weeks to investigate Bubba Wallace Garage only to find a rope. <laughs> that is the Very story. Legitimate. That is the story. The noose. That's the story for 2020. The noose that never was. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 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 Eddie, I heard that that's where they were doing the forensics on the Dominic voting machines. Like, this guy's the fall guy, and they blew up the evidence. Makes the most sense. There you go. Okay, so let me go to this. Since you brought up Bubba Wallace, there's something that I shared that you guys uh, probably missed if you didn't join the rockoftalk.chat site, um, which we're getting 20% uh, of the people visiting every single you, day. Even during and the I holidays. You, I love it. Look, here's all the media stuff, and Bubba Wallace is included. So this is called the Top 20 Most Mortifying Media Moments of 2020. I want you to listen. Rudy, did you catch this the other the other day? Yeah. Okay, I want, I want you to listen to this. This is all the times they lied to you or did other things. And you've you got to catch this stuff. And I'm going to go one by one. I'll announce exactly what they are. Um, that way you guys can, can, can sit here and listen to this because the media has been wrong on so many fronts. So many fronts. And I think you guys deserve to start hearing more and more about it. I think you guys need all the media moments uh, uh, called out. Here we are. Qasem Soleimani was no ordinary general. The U.S. officially classified him as a terrorist, but in Iran, he was a national hero. He was a war hero. He's regarded as personally incredibly brave. The troops love him. I was trying to think of somebody, and I was thinking of De Gaulle. Smart. De Gaulle. De Gaulle next to Soleimani. Do you remember that? And why were they upset? Do you remember this whole thing? How could Trump take out a leader, a legitimate leader of another country? Well, it's Iran. It's the largest uh, state-sponsored terrorist organization country on the planet. They had to take out Soleimani. And they, yet even then, they were sticking up for the terrorists. That was Anderson Cooper right there saying, uh, comparing him to De Gaulle, and somebody else uh, basically coming to his rescue. Incredibly brave. The troops love him. I was trying to think of somebody, and I was thinking of De Gaulle. Smart, charismatic, ruthless, strategic, and bold. His power made Iranians proud. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Does that sound like they're, they're, uh, they're lamenting his death? Like Trump shouldn't have taken him out. So there you go. There's number 20. Let's go to number 19. You're watching CNN special live coverage of what can only be described as an historic day. It will day. be a busy and historic day ahead. It was a historic day on Capitol Hill. This is a historic day here in the nation's capital. A historic and day. Historic another day, historic, historic, historic day. Another historic day. Yeah, this is history unfolding. There's a Sacramento quality. Anybody know, anybody know what they're talking about right here? I think I know. You want to you wanna venture to guess? A historic day, historic day, historic day, historic day. Well, here it is. There's a, there's a, a ritual. I'm so glad Chris used the word ritual. Just the ceremony of it, walking over, delivering the articles of impeachment. There oh, there you go. If you said impeachment, ding, ding, ding. Oh, boy, just the ceremony, the six congressmen. Pelosi, what was that, Jerry Nadler? He couldn't even walk. He walks like the penguin down there. Remember, he, he's the guy who pissed himself this year. Do you guys remember that? He was literally at a news conference. Did you see that video? Rudy, look it up. Who does he think he, he is? Peed himself. Senator Richard Martinez he, of, he, of New Mexico? He either peed or pooped himself during a news conference. Do you remember this? Go look it up. I Jerry remember. Nadler pees or poops himself. And uh, you'll find it. There is something almost religious to it. I think there's also something about this sort of the excommunication aspect of this thing. In French, the French Revolution, was, uh, did the guy getting his head taken off hear the drum roll? Oh, wow. Just a barrel full of laughs from the liberal media. 
enjoying themselves a year after they steal the election from Donald J. Trump. And uh, let me re- let me re- emphasize, double underline, big bold caps, steal the election. Okay, uh, there's no doubt about it. There's no way that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. Why is there a drum roll? Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. Oh, this was, this was classic. Dad, I'll let you explain this one. Basic Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. U.S. population, $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's- Apparently, there's only 500 people. In all of uh, in all of Florida. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It, it's true. How yeah. worried should Americans be about coronavirus? Okay, so here's the liberal media. This is number 17 on the coronavirus. When it all started, right? We oh my gosh, Donald Trump is stopping flights from China. He's xenophobic. He hates the Chinese. This is the problem. We can't remember. Shut up and dribble. The NBA, Hong Kong, they're on, but we're, we're still going to go over there. They, they were questioning Donald Trump on democracy at this point, and then accusing him of being xenophobic, and here's your liberal media. Here's your liberal media playing down COVID. We're less than a year from that. This is the beginning of February, end of January. Coronavirus is not going to cause a major issue in the United States. How worried should the average American be, given these flu numbers, when it comes to coronavirus? Right. So the risk in this country is still deemed to be low. Okay, that is the risk. You know, the flu is already widespread in the U.S., and and it really is much more deadly, is it not? How? (laughs) Oh, you got to love it. Here's Mika. Not to be outdone. Here's Mika. Worried should Americans be? Should they panic? Uh, no, Americans do not need to panic. There's an important context we need to keep this in, and that is that the flu hmm. is more deadly. The, the flu is more deadly. That's the liberal media. And now we're the ones who get called out, right, for saying that the flu is more deadly. We're the conspiracy theorists. This is them. They're just following This is the science. all the liberal media. <laughs> this is what they were saying. Yeah. So actually the virus has become more dangerous. Now, now, now here we go. All right. We go from this low, low, don't worry about it. Donald Trump's a xenophobe. We don't need to worry about it. You can go out and enjoy uh, Chinatown. You can go out and enjoy Chinese New Year. You can enjoy Mardi Gras. You can enjoy absolutely everything, too. Because it can infect more people. It's more easily able to take root in the community. So it's changing in a worse way. This is going to be catastrophe upon catastrophe. President Trump wrote on Twitter, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. What does that mean, don't be afraid of it? Everyone should be afraid of COVID. Oh, my goodness. But literally, this is a 180, and you're looking at the, the dates of this. This is right in the middle of April. This is the worst thing that they've ever seen. COVID could never be. Well, why were they thinking that? Well, because we had moved past the primary. And we've got to get Democrats elected. Nicole, when I saw that Trump, I mean, I, I literally was overwhelmed. The White House and their calculation, this is about trying to instill a sense of normalcy. Then we all know that life can't really feel like it's back to normal. Americans can't feel that they have the virus under control. We have absolutely zero chance, and by zero chance I mean zero, Z-E-R-O, zero (laughs) chance of moving past this. 
with Donald Trump in that job. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there it is. As long as Donald He's Trump is president, there is no way we can beat COVID. Don't you know? Aren't you aware of what's happening? Like, ultimately, this is about the election. Once we get rid of him, we can get rid of COVID. Oh, and now, I, who, what do we have? We have to get rid of, uh, because there's still a chance. Now it's, it, we, we got a second surge. Second surge. That, that's just the first five. They get even better, but before we get to more of that, let's check on weather and traffic with Rudy Grande. All right, as we put things together, we're going to start with the weather looking like a little bit of a cold day tomorrow. They say rain mixed with snow, probably an early morning affair. Beyond that, looks like it's going to be cool throughout the week. 55 degrees right now in Corrales, 54 in Four Hills. That is 59 at the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, still dealing with slow pattern there, Coors Boulevard southbound. Lauria over to Montano seems to be the worst of that trip. And looks like it's also going to be a slow drive for you. As you're making your way right now on uh, Eubank northbound, things are starting to get a little bit heavy on your way to the I-40, leaving Kirtland Air Force Base. This traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe in Country Club Plaza. They are the home of Monate. They're a market partner for Monate Modern Nature Hair and Skin Products. And what's really great about this is they now have a probiotic line, a real good health line. You've got to go to salondeluxe.com to learn more about that. All right, with that, we're up to date. Now we dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, 447 uh, here in the Kiva. We'll get to Dr. Summers, Michael Trujillo, Monroe's. Thanks to all our advertisers. And guess what? An advertiser will be on our newsletter every single day. We'll have their direct contact uh, information as well. We're just adding so much to that. And yes, Rudy, I'm lessening the numbers that we're sending out. In fact, we only sent two, one and two a day, right? Uh, yeah, and it was great. I, okay. I, I followed on there. I hate to say this. I could have gone without knowing this, but you're right. In an episode of the report, he soiled himself. Right Thank there you. on national TV. There it's it like, ah! Yeah, that's uh, that, that's embarrassing. And then what that's about that guy from California that was pooping his way through the uh, interview? I, I, let's not turn this into the whole like. I mean, these guys you know, are just awful. Not, yeah, but we don't need to. Let's not get off on that. I was just talking. Uh, the focus was Nadler, right? And I him waddling yeah. and the ceremonial, and then you know that. Let's keep it there. Let's not go. <laughs> you can watch the video and decide for yourself. Thank you. No. Uh, Thank you, Rudy. Wow. I, I appreciate him. <laughs> Wet himself. He wet himself. Mister, you remember that on Raising Arizona? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit the deck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of the greatest uh, movies. Uh, the greatest Nick Cage movies, no doubt about that. But, 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 I digress. Let's uh, hit 15 through 11, shall we? As uh, we go through the media cringeworthy moments of 2020. And a far more serious scene. Uh, watch these images. Really just an ugly, a dangerous scene at the state capitol in Michigan. As we look at this extreme group. They're not protests. These quote-unquote protests. I, I don't even think that that's the right word uh, because protests are supposed to be peaceful. Uh, so a bunch of white people get together at the state capitol in Michigan. They want to mm -hmm. That's not that's not peaceful. Nothing burned. That, no one uh, beaten. No no, no shots like fired. Literally in the rotunda inside, <laughs> and you got uh, uh, Joy AM basically said that's not peaceful. What what did, what did she say? Here she says. Protest. I, I don't even. Think As we look at this extreme group, they're not protests. These quote unquote protests. I, I don't even think that that's the right word uh, because protests are supposed to be peaceful. I'm not embarrassed to say that I was afraid. It's not clear what they're doing. <laughs> 
law-abiding yes, middle-class America. There They're coming go. for you, sweetheart. Uh, here, here we are. <laughs> demanding, demanding to infect other people, demanding to make other people sick. Who the hell? Oh, oh yeah, that, and, uh, you know, there she is, and there comes Don Lemon, Joy and Don Lemon. They want to go and gather in these places because they're looking to make people sick. Forget the Black Lives Matter protests. Forget any of that stuff, uh, what, what they were doing. These peaceful protests are very, very violent. Who do you think you are? Well, I don't understand what is wrong with people. Stay at home. I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize it. So, so these violent protests, what? These are very peaceful, okay? There's literally buildings on fire, cars tipped over, looting going on. Here comes yeah, these are the, the good protests. Here the, here's the good protests. We protest. just covered the bad protests. By, <laughs> by contrast, yeah, it's the bad protests are white people gathering in rotunda, okay, or conservatives gathering in rotunda. Now, here, here comes the really good protests, uh, according to liberal media. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. It's not unruly, but there's literally flames. There's building on fires, all as he's saying this. It's right there, rockoftalk.chat. You can see it. Behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> that ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. You know, Brooke, I think this is a march, really. As they're coming off. It's peaceful. They're saying peaceful protests. People are risking COVID to explain. Same woman who just said, what's wrong with these people? Why are they trying to infect people? And then these people are risking COVID to go out there and stand up for their rights. Saying to this country that we're fed up. Thank goodness for the looters, man. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property. But these are not reasonable times. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, Constitution the, of the United States. How about that? The First Amendment. You just gotta look it up. <laughs> NASCAR is investigating oh, a comes, horrible here, here incident. A horrifying, racist, jarring, disturbing, heinous, perverted, ugly, cowardly, disgusting reminder of who, uh, again, this sport is for. A noose found in the garage stall of Bubba noose. Wallace. Do you think it's surprising? No, it's not surprising at all. It's just not shocking to anybody. And NASCAR is often considered a sport. That is tethered to white folk, tethered to the South. As much as now. Is that not racist? Uh, a black guy on there tethered to white folk calling a rope that's dangling from a garage like we've seen a million times across the country as you're pulling it down, right? That are calling that a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. NASCAR may try to distance itself from that. It's a living, breathing part of their sport. Oh. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that would... Hey, and here's, the, here's liberals. This is on Kobe. I don't know if you guys caught this or not. Did you catch this as a former L.A. Uh, uh, traffic guy? Did you, yeah. hear, did you hear her? Here's what she said. That's a big one. Yeah, this is... This is listen closely. I'm going to play it twice. ...was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers... Los Angeles Lakers... Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that? <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> white, white reporter talking about Kobe Bryant is, uh, what was that again, lady? Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, I don't know. Oops. I don't know. I don't know uh, who that was or if she survived after that. But most likely because she's a registered D and a liberal, she probably got away with it. In California. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't really say it. Or she's probably hot and, uh, Probably dating one of the executives, right? Uh, no doubt she got her to help bring in the new talent. <coughs> That's okay, baby. We we got you. Don't worry. We'll we'll cover it. We'll spot you on that one.
I think we were looking at a potentially a trial run. This is my favorite, by the way. Out of all the things, you guys might, re- might want to remember this. This is where Donald Trump was supposed to become Nicolas Maduro. Right. right? The, the military takeover of the United States. This is what we got from the liberal media. This is what they were pitching. This is what they were pushing. Right. I'm certain, certain that they were doing all this stuff right here, too. This is what they were pulling out for a kind of a genuine attempt to 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 through intimidation and potentially through force to try to uh, to try to steal this election. Uh, We have to be prepared for things that this nation has never faced um, before. And unfortunately, that could involve the use of, uh, you know, these these forces. This is, I guess, the president's own version of martial law, since the real military uh, has kind of pushed back from doing that. Is there anybody, having watched Donald Trump for the last three and a half years, who doesn't think that Donald Trump would try to employ martial law if he thought it was the only way he could stay in power? There you go. Beating us to the punch uh, every single time. And here's the problem, is we are submerged everywhere in liberal media. If you're watching main network liberal uh, media, you're watching liberal media, and they're the ones that are setting the narrative. It's literally impossible to push back. I'm the only voice in this marketplace that can push back. I've got other conservatives. You'll find them today, Rudy, talking about uh, how much they think that I'm just looking for attention, that I'm just looking to to get out in front of things. I'm not. I'm the only voice of dissension that's here within the media, and I'm even being attacked by my very own conservative people. What is wrong with you people? What is wrong with this state? What is wrong with conservatives in this state? What's wrong with liberals, most of all? who have continued to, under, to, to not understand their hypocrisy that they're putting out. We just pointed it all, laid it all out right to you. We'll lay out the uh, final ten uh, in the next hour. Thanks, everybody, for listening here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com, and soon to be rockoftalk.tv. Looking forward to that as well. Don't forget to subscribe to rockoftalk.chat. Um, we all work very, very, very hard, and we love doing it for you, and we get so much feedback. And uh, if you guys didn't like it so much, we wouldn't work so hard. It's uh, really that simple. Thanks for listening back after the top of the hour, Fox News. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. 
This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we all also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. Or you can email him directly, Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com. That's Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com. Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. Hello, it's Emerson from Entourage Jazz. There's no live Christmas show this year, but we hope you'll pick up our award-winning holiday recording, Entourage Jazz Wishes You a Cool Yule. Check it out at livemusic.theplaceilike.com, and we wish you a peaceful holiday season. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Light. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tanrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you own a business that's expanding? Are you outgrowing your space? Do you need a second, third, or even fifth location? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. I need something sweet. Chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. But not just from anywhere. It must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. The House votes to hike relief payments. I'm Jack Callahan, Fox News. Voting within the last hour to approve a bill increasing the stimulus relief payments to $2,000. The vote on those COVID stimulus checks, 275 in favor to 134 against. The politics of it, fascinating, with President Trump and top congressional Democrats all pushing to get this done. To this point, Senate Republicans appear to be what could hold Americans back from getting more help. Fox's Mike Emanuel, Senate Democrat leader Chuck Schumer says he'll push for a quick Senate approval of the bill tomorrow, earlier telling reporters... I am telling Donald Trump, don't just talk about it, act. These Senate Republicans have followed you through thick and thin. Get them now to act and support the $2,000 checks. Some Senate Republicans are concerned the payments are too expensive and not targeted and could result in payments to people who have not been financially harmed by the coronavirus outbreak. 
The House is also voting tonight on an attempt to override the president's veto last week of the Defense Authorization Act. They have secured enough yes votes. Investigators say the man responsible for the Christmas Day bombing in Nashville was 63-year-old Anthony Quinn Warner. DNA confirming body parts found in the rubble are his as to why. We'll be spending a lot of time, as we already have been, uh, talking to a lot of people, trying to piece together a possible motive. Uh, it is It is difficult at this point. If we'll ever ever be able to, to, mm. to uh, specifically lock in on what that motive is, uh, we'll be dependent on the information. David Rausch of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation on Fox's The Daily Briefing. A Columbus, Ohio police officer who shot and killed a black man last week has been fired. Adam Coy also failed to render aid to Andre Hill after shooting him. Hill was unarmed. America is listening to Fox News. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high-interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, poison fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states. NLS consumer access.org, number 330. The next administration says there's work to be done on national security. The president-elect said a review of the agency's tasked with national security shows, as he put it, damage from the Trump administration. Many of them have been hollowed out in personnel, capacity, and in morale. He says alliances have to be rebuilt in a world that has begun to find ways to work around us or work without us. Biden says pandemics, climate change, cyber hacks, and other issues can't be tackled without cooperation. Biden called resistance from current defense and budget leaders a sign of irresponsibility. Grinnell Scott. Fox News. Homicides in Detroit, New York, Philadelphia, and other cities topping 2019 numbers as violence surges while much of the U.S. struggles during the coronavirus pandemic. Detroit's police chief James Craig says people are failing to manage disputes and too often using guns to settle them instead. The big holiday shopping season is over. Now the returns begin. The National Retail Federation says one out of every ten gifts you get, you are going to return. Why? Because of sizes and we're buying it online and then you have some retailers that are taking it up a notch with their return process you have walmart that is going to be working with fedex fedex can go directly to your house to pick up your item then you have dick's uh, sporting goods that they're doing curbside pick or sorry i should say curbside returns and then from dick's sporting good you also have amazon that is extending the amount of locations you you can return their clothes and items to even including whole Food. Christina Parts and Evelis of the Fox Business Network. Approval of the government spending bill sent all three major U.S. stock indices to record closes today. The Dow up 204 points.
All right, as we begin our two, let's put things together. Men start with the weather. Uh, chance of rain mixed with snow tomorrow, but that's just a morning of where they tell us. Let's see how that turns out. 42 degrees in the capital. It's 52 at the National Hispanic Cultural Center and 57 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, it's getting a little bit more crowded. I told you about the stall earlier on uh, I-40 westbound there right at Coors Road. Well, I know they got it out of the way, but traffic now is stumbling just a little bit. Coming away from the river on your way to Coors Road in Rio Rancho. If you are on the 528, the Pat Diarco, southbound, everything getting a little stubborn there. Savannah Grande right before Southern. And it's not going to get better till you clear uh, Barbara Loop. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Les Chantilly Fine Pastries, home of the freezer-to-oven dinners. Great dinners that feed four to five people for $20 and under. They're frozen. You take them home, and within 40 minutes, you're able to eat green chili chicken enchiladas, spinach and beef lasagna, and green chili mac and cheese with or without bacon. If you'd like to see everything that they offer at Les Chantilly in Hoffman Town Shopping Center, simply go to freezer, the number two, ovenabq.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500. Hour two here on this Monday. We'll be here all week. Uh, at least Thursday, I, I do believe, we'll be doing uh, all of your radio for you. D-Dad Moscow, or two, how are you? Well, we're coming in at number 11 with the countdown, Mr. Aragon. Wow, that is so good. <laughs> Remember, That's Casey? a bonus. I didn't even give you money Time, for timely, that. Timely That's... Ref- Rudy knows. Rudy knew Casey, Casey. Casey. No, knew I, Casey. No, I didn't. I knew Rick Dees. Oh, with you were a Rick Dees guy? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he... Eat my shorts. Yeah. Do you remember that the jingle? Do you remember the jingle? Rick D's in the weekly we top, top 40. 40. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his, but his his song was Eat My Shorts, remember? That was, it was a big, it was a gag. Yeah, and Disco Wonder Duck. Wonder. Oh, Disco Duck, that's right. He had Disco another one. Duck. Disco Duck. Yeah, I don't remember Eat My Shorts. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I, I know Eat My from. Shorts from uh, The Simpsons. Bart, yeah. Which, by the way, apparently is out... The, the humors is... I've been going through my blinks, and I've been listening to, to books... Oh. oh, let me just let me just share some of this stuff with you guys. You guys will really, really, really uh, in, enjoy some of these things that in in my library. The witches are coming. Uh, this is a book by Lindy West. Let me let me read you some of these uh, these blinks. Doubt. I think the witch is already here in New Mexico. But um, oh. oh, she's on the fourth floor. These blinks chronicle a misogynist sitting in the Oval Office. A religious right who are working overtime to repeal women's rights. And men claiming that they've marginalized all because women are being nasty to them on Twitter. There's never been a more confusing or more hopeful time to be a feminist. Tackling everything (laughs) from politics to pop culture, these blinks lay bare the complicated gender and power dynamics that underpin our everyday lives. We need a reality check on the phrase, witch hunt. What do Joan of Arc, the Sanderson sisters, and the movie Hocus Pocus, and the 45th president of the United States of, of America all have in common? Well, they've all allegedly been victims of quote-unquote rich witch hunts. Joan of Arc was tried as a witch and burned at the stake in ruined France in 1431. Fictional Sanderson sisters met a similar fate in the years later in the town of Salem, Massachusetts, the site of the most notorious witch trials in the United States. And Trump is a self-proclaimed victim of a witch hunt, or make that plural, witch hunts. Since he's taken office, Trump has tweeted the phrase witch hunt over 200 times. Yet despite this, Donald Trump is still alive and well, unlike the victims of real historical witch hunts. 
This book goes on and on and on, and all it is, women have a patriarchy problem, not a likability problem. What can a series of comedy movies from the 1990s teach us about gender politics? Well, if the movies are in question are from Adam Sandler, au revoir, quite a lot, actually. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Little Nicky, and others might not be cinematic masterpieces, but they are some of our culture's best love examples of male mediocrity. Take Billy Madison. He's an adult male who enrolls in elementary school, talks in a baby's voice, engages in a series of inane pratfalls, and somehow ends in a movie in a romantic relationship with his attractive elementary school teacher. Billy is the epitome of a mediocre male failing upwards. Now, there's nothing wrong with mediocrity or even failure, but there is something wrong when only one gender mediocrities are celebrated and only one gender's failures are forgiven. The level of sensitivity. Listen to that. It's, and this book goes on and on. Yeah, you're already looking up. Forget civility. Sometimes we can't just all get along. Have you ever heard of Chip and Joanna Gaines? If you've switched on the television recently in North America, odds are that you have. Chip and Joanna are the likable married duo that until last year helmed HGTV's home renovation series, Fixer Upper. Their own television channel, the Magnolia Network, is coming soon to U.S. screen. Oh, but there's a twist. In 2016, BuzzFeed published a report that tarnished the Gaines' Teflon image. It criticized the Gaines for their involvement in a megachurch called the Antioch Community Church, which preaches that LGBTQ children should be sent to conversion therapy. Conversion therapy is a pseudoscientific practice of trying to turn LGBTQ people straight. It's abusive and traumatic for the people who undergo it. Oh, Dowd, I can go all day, baby. Here we go. Edgy humor isn't always subversive, and here, here's where I go. When South Park, the animated series developed by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, premiered in 97, it was lauded as the last word in cool. And here's where I thought about you. Subversive humor. Decades loud later, South Park still exerts a cultural influence only. It's not a positive one. When portraying the antics of Cartman and company, South Park makes a point of tackling topical political issues, a trademark of South Park's satires. It's critical creators insistence excuse me that when it comes to politics everyone whether they're on the left or the right is fair game according to parker and stone it's cool to laugh at both sides of politics equally but this creates a false equivalency suggesting both sides of politics are equally bad right <laughs> well, we know that's not true <laughs> this false equivalency is particularly insidious when in the united insidious even listen to this in the united states one side of politics is currently denying millions of people basic health care, telling women to do what to do what to do with their bodies, campaigning to roll back LGBTQ rights, detaining migrant children, and the list goes on. What's more, the show takes its equal opportunity satire to nihilistic extremes in the world of South Park. Issues are intrinsically uncool. The only thing that's uncool is using humor to undermine these issues. The edgier the humor, the better. And if you take issue with any of that humor, well, that's uncool. Things that, are un- things that are cool in the world of South Park include sneering caricature of a disabled ch- child and a token black character named Token. What's uncool is talking offense and taking offense to any of this. And the idea that being offended is unequivocally uncool, regardless of whether that offense is merited, has caught on. Specifically, it has caught on in certain alt-right corners of the Internet. Yes, like online chat rooms and forums where users complain about PC culture and the ultimate insult is Snowflake. Someone who's hypersensitive and easily takes offense instead of being cool, edgy, and irreverent. Here's the thing. When you're irreverent about everything, you believe in nothing. Listen, <laughs> believing in nothing just means that you tacitly endorse yep. the status quo. And what's so edgy about that? 
forget about killing Kenny. This line of thinking kills the discourse, and it needs to stop. Like, Absolutely. these are the Nazis on the left. First of all, your first reading from that person, I resent the the accusation that it's the religious right that is working against women's rights. I'm an atheist, and I work against women's rights every day of my life. So, okay, don't don't throw me in with the religious right there. Uh, you can't, so you can't laugh at both sides. That was interesting. Um some really do you see the, the do you see Timmy the and Jimmy, as any South Park viewer knows, Timmy is treated as an equal. He's in the classroom. Jimmy hey hey Phyllis, hey Phyllis, that's Jimmy. Jimmy is the kid with the canes, uh, you know, the, the supports on his arms, is a has a career as a stand up comic who is always with the boys having their adventures. Okay. Token is from an extremely affluent black family right. that Cartman is always insulting. Uh, in terms of, you know, oh, when are you going to go out and riot? And, and what are you talking about? You know, we have a nice home here. No. So, yeah. I, I, oh, God. You know, I, I tell you, it's the tyranny of the, of the humorless. I mean, we, we literally, they, these people literally don't want us to laugh anymore. That's so, how sick they are. So I want you to subscribe to Blinkist, okay? And they're an advertiser on Sean Hannity. I believe it's an advertiser on a couple of other things that we have here on the radio station. There's no way you could pour through... That entire book, nor would you want to. Oh, okay? no, 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 no. But with the advent of Blinkist, you could read several books every single day. And you don't have to get along with that, but you can listen, and then you can hear what they have to say in these best-selling books. That's uh, important. They're and running I, a free trial right now from December 28th to January 4th, Blinkist.com. And, and that's really important. I think it's really important for you to not just read one side uh, and just hear conservative talk and... And there's several people listen to conservative talk radio, and you know who they are, Rudy. They're like, unless everything you say agrees with what their worldview, their Weltanschauung is, they're like, oh, I'm not listening to that anymore. You're not, you're not, you're not propagating my propaganda. I'm like, well, let's just listen to both sides. Now, I will tell you, I had a huge problem this morning with something, and I'll get to the rest of our top ten. Don't worry. I was listening to the fill-in for Kilmeade. It took me about. Five to six minutes before my head almost exploded off of my body. And it probably wouldn't have been as easily observable, uh, and I m meant that, you know, sort of metaphorically, if it wasn't for the way in which he was doing it. And I think it has a lot to do with the radio station that this gentleman, his name is Joe, broadcast from in Orlando. And the question on the table was, should an airport be named after a historic or a, a, a living figure, right? And in this particular case, it was Donald Trump because they're thinking about renaming the airport, Palm Beach Airport, into Donald Trump. And you all know what we've lived through this year. The toppling of statues, the toppling of the obelisk, I mean, all of these things. Uh, you had the Oñate, uh, you had uh, De Vargas uh, up in Santa Fe. Like, we've lived through this. And here's a guy... I mean, the oldest city in the entire country, when you when you come to think of it, yeah, is, is yeah. in Florida, St. St. Petersburg, yep. right? So you go and you look at that. St. Augustine, St. Augustine, excuse me, 1590. So you look at all that. So he was getting feedback from the callers, and they were pushing him. They were like, oh, yeah, uh, we should definitely have an airport named after Donald Trump. Oh, all the things that he's done compared to what Barack Obama's done. And, and these callers were good to go out and call him out on that. But it was, you really saw something that was interesting because these conservative callers were polite, they weren't forceful, and they were taking 
his side, okay? You don't get that from liberals, okay? And I mean taking his side by listening to his side. And immediately, every single time that one of the callers called to sort of disagree with him, he's like, well, don't, well, well the left has to fly into those. Liberals have to fly into that airport, too. Well, don't you think that that, that airport should be for everybody? As if Donald Trump, he didn't realize that he was saying it, but he had been so infiltrated with liberal media, as if Donald Trump is only representing one side. He's the president of the United States. If anybody has only represented the other side, it's the Democrats. And I picked up the phone and I called and said, I, I, I wanted to get on. I didn't have time because I was, you know, obviously talking to my kids and, you know, dealing with all this other kind of stuff I had going on this morning. And I'm like, I couldn't stay on long enough. But I'm like, don't you understand your audience and the show that you're hosting the show for? Because I think he didn't. And we are all, we don't have to have this homogenized, this is funny, that's not funny, this is allowable, that's not allowable, that's not America, folks. What you have happening in this country with the PC culture of the last 25 years is the homogenization of, well, not just opinion, but of humor, uh, doubt, mm. or of certain types of movies, or these are the things that are allowable and what's not allowable. Yep. We don't live in a homogenized society. Do you want to know what a homogenized society looks like? It looks like Nazi Germany. The National Socialist Party of Nazi Germany was exactly that. It was a one-size-fits-all, share the pain, share the wealth, and only a few people actually get the real benefits literally of Literally burning books, literally. <laughs> yeah, so, so we have to get past this. I'm totally and completely tolerant, but I'm not going to go out and say, well, you know, those are just, that's what they do. Like, I'm not worried about the people who watch Portlandia and dress in hipster stuff or, you know, wear their Patagonia North Face crap. I don't care. It really doesn't impact me at all. At all. I'm friends with people like that. I'm friends with people on the other side, people wearing Trump shirts and everything like that. Where did that go? That has completely disappeared, uh, dissipated. And what's really amazing to me, as I read those passages... You know, Rudy, I know you're, you're sort of taken aback by all this, but that somebody would agree to publish crap like that, which, in my opinion, you wouldn't call it discriminatory or offensive because it represents the PC left, but I think you would call the audience very limited. You'd be looking for someone to, you know, like David Sedaris, you've read lots of David Sedaris, I'm sure, right? Good. Right, uh, uh, observe, observational humor, uh, fabulous writer, kind of left of center, uh, pretty much. And I think people need to understand it's like you know, Dowd would be more on board with that. But I've read Davis Sedaris. We've had lots of leftist uh, sitcoms that are out there. We watch those. We laugh. We laugh at them not because well, you know, but we have now been pigeonholed conservatives into this. Well, we only choose what's right, and we not through any choice of our own, have now used the consumptive culture to identify ourselves, okay, with what we, we wear it, right? <laughs> so you have um, Thorsten Beblin. Beblin? Did yes. I get that right? Beblin, I think. Okay, so um, he wrote this book in the late 1890s, right? The Theory of the Leisure Class, Okay. And it's been a long time since I've read it. So go with me here. You probably can't pick this book up on, on Blinkist, so you'll definitely have to read it. But I read it a long time ago. But the keeping up with the Joneses mentality came from that. Okay? 
became... Conspicuous consumption. Conspicuous consumption, that's right. We want to emulate what we see others do so that we can identify with them. And then the people, they're trying so hard to emulate that. They're trying so hard to fit in. It's like the guy who's not really fitting in. Have you ever seen Pretty in Pink? Oh, yes, yes. Right? Pretty in Pink is a, an exact... Blaine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Blaine. we're not going to let her into our Spader. party. Spader. Spader. Yeah, but yet the entire time, Blaine was trying to get with Molly. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So that was the whole entire thing. It was like, you know, Blaine saw above it, but he couldn't have it because he was trapped in the trappings, the, the trappings of where he came from. And this is what's happening with liberals. Liberals are now trapped in where they come from. So they can't escape this Democrat plantation and so they can't buy, like, an Ariat shirt, like I'm wearing, or, or anything like that. Or, you know, I shop at, like, three stores, basically. <laughs> I get the same stuff pretty much all the time. And it's because I'm comfortable. You know, I mean, nobody, I, I can tell you pretty much nobody dresses like me or, or looks like me or, you know, where's the boots that I do. I mean, whatever I do, I do my own thing. Because I'm so hell-bent on making sure I'm not like anybody else because I see them as like products of whatever. Same thing on the conservative. Oh, you're, you're a Trump supporter, so you're like, a, you're like four tra- pickup trucks at 350. We're going to go shoot guns and hee-haw, you know? Well, I don't want to fit in any category. As far as I'm concerned, I want to fit with America and celebrate what's America. But now you've got people being bullied by books, by movies, by other people. Oh, I can't believe you got that guy a Trump shirt. Oh, my God, I can't believe you got that person a, a Patagonia jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When did we become so valueless? I think this is a really important rant here. When did we become so valueless and hollow that we become more identified by our outside clothes, cars, houses, everything else, Versus what we truly are, where we come from, and what the way we were brought up. That's what I'd like to know. That's what we've gotten away from. I think for the people who can really see this country, they don't look at that. They don't use identifiers or, or handles. Oh, you know, you've got the new Nissan Leaf. Oh, oh yes. you got the new Prius. Oh, oh, yes. oh, oh my gosh, you have the Tesla. Not only are you affluent and woke, but money must not be an object to you, right? Uh, and I guarantee, I guarantee 100% of the people who take, uh, I mean, who, who, who own Teslas also, also take uh, erectile dysfunction pills. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. <laughs> the Venn diagram is very... I guarantee very you the overlap is 100%. Every single person who, ta- who, who owns a Tesla takes those pills. Guaranteed. Why? Because if you look at the way you both identify, you're identifying the same group of people. The same group of people, the woke, enlightened, well, it works, and, uh, okay. We have moved so far away of what we really, really value that we can allow something else to identify what we are and be bullied in what our opinion should be. I'm literally talking to a guy right now. He wants to, he wants, he, what, you know what he wants to do? He wants to go to Washington, D.C. next week. And he literally turns around and he tells me, it's, and it's hilarious, this is why, um, oh, my God, look at all those texts coming in. And, he says, and I'm laughing at him because he, he wants to do something. He says, well, she's going to make me uh, quarantine upon my return from Washington, D.C. I can't make this up. I think I'm out. He says, liberalism is a cancer. 
And I say marriage is a cancer. Codependency is a cancer. Being co-opted by anybody, any event, any movement, any politician, anything that would have you subvert your own identity to that other person is something that you should never do. Because once you give up your identity, you have nothing. And I wish people would start understanding that. Stand on your own two feet. Be like one of those old country songs. I'll stand for something or I'll fall for anything. Yeah. Because that's what, what's happening to us right now. You guys are all willing, well, I want to, you know, and this is the same guy who's like, well, I want to do what's cool for my kids. Well, my kid will like me better if I, I buy that for him. My kid will like me better if I wear these cool whatevers or I have this kind of car or I get that kind of bag or like, what? You mean your, your, your son or your daughter doesn't really know who you are? My kid will like me better if I don't assign them a gender until they, until they decide for themselves when they're 21. No, it's coming to that in some really ultra really households. Yeah, yeah, we really yeah. are. Yeah, I don't want to give this our, our child a name because I don't want to assign it, you know, in, 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 indirectly assign gender. Folks, the uh, reason why society is coming apart is because we are getting rid of the patriarchy. We are getting rid of the hierarchy. We are getting rid of our order. We are, we are allowing all things in our society because back in the day, do you remember, and I was, I was watching this commercial over the weekend, you remember when somebody would just come on to the radio or the television back when they just first, right, you know, post-World War II, and somebody authoritatively would come out and say, take this, it's good for you, and my name isn't so-and-so if, if mm. I don't stand behind this product. Yep, yep. We have beaten that into a pulp to the point where now we have to think about whatever. You literally, it's the exact reverse, right? Now you can't endorse anything unless everybody has already taken it. And you, you jump in the car, you, jump on, you, you watch TV, and you're like, everyone's talking about CBD, 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 or marijuana. Since when did marijuana and CBD become this health aid? When did it become a health aid? Oh, when everybody, every single person out there wanted it to be okay. Not because it was, but because the mob determined that it was going to be. When did every single person decide that politicians are all trash, like the guy that was saying this morning? Well, they determined that when they decided that they didn't want a guy who had never been a politician became a politician, so they want to say all politicians are bad. And that would be Donald Trump. Imagine that. Look at where we are. Evil is real, folks. It has taken over, and it has absolutely subverted everything. What's up is down, what's right is wrong, what's in and out. I mean, I feel like playing Paul Harvey all over again. Rudy, who is the head of your family? Dad. Was he really? Absolutely. And who did Dad answer to? One of his uncles, actually. Okay. Thanks for the example. Uh, Dowd, who is the head of your family? My mother. <laughs> you, know who's the pe you know who's the head of my family? Oh, no, there's no question with your family. My mother. <laughs> my dad... My dad, well, you know, he, he goes out, he does all the things, he's a strong male and everything, but my mom is the head of the family. She makes things, her mood controls things, everything happens around, revolving around my mother. Without my mother, we don't have a family. It is that a female is consistently the head of the family. When did a woman need to move out of the house, and I feel like I need to go watch The Hours. You should watch it, by the way. Yeah, you recommended that. Are you, have you watched it yet? Not yet, Go but watch I, it. I need to. When did a woman determine that she had to move out of the house because she needed something bigger and she needed to live? Right away. When did, she, when did that happen? That happened post-World War II. Yeah. yeah. The technology, the, uh, technologization. And what, how did that happen? Feminism. Right? Feminism. How did that all come about? Right? When women didn't want to be women anymore. 
when women wanted to break out of becoming just a woman, right? And I'm not talking about Susan B. Anthony. I'm not talking about women's suffrage. I'm not talking about that. Of course we're not talking about that. We're actually talking about the power that exists in a woman. You cannot start a family without a woman. You know, men can't make anything more than a turd. That's it. That's all we're capable. Women can create everything on the face of this planet, but for some reason, something subverted them. And it turned them into an entirely different species of people where then they wonder why there's so many men that don't disrespect, that disrespect women anymore. It's like, then you see these strong, traditional women, and they're able to do the part, yet they seem to be stronger if they're able to do two parts because they're capable of doing that. that that's a different woman. That's the different woman that hears me roar, right? Uh, every good movie that you saw, whether it's Steel Magnolias or The Color Purple or you name it, it revolved around a strong female figure, and it's the only way to bring a community together, only way to bring... And until a woman decides that she wants to be a woman again in that traditional figure, and a man wants to be a man in his traditional roles, then you're going to have the, the continued cratering of society. Yep. It's just what's going to happen. You're more you can't prevent than you know, it from friend. happening. You're more and if you go to you know. these churches, <laughs> you want to see the number one place where all these happy marriages are and all these happy families and yep. people have direction and purpose and achievement and all that? It's happening at those churches, the very churches that are being condemned by the government. And KRQE, yes. Oh yeah, we gotta play that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did you play that that, that part? I, I, no, I, I just I saw the article there. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I but mean, did you play the? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. two major Albuquerque churches held service. Oh yeah, we, we got to we got to get to with that. With few face masks and little to no. Wait, wait, wait! Don't give it away! Don't give it away! Was that uh, that wasn't Joy Wang? That was uh, who else? Uh, it was on KRQE. It was KRQE. We'll we'll yeah. play that in a second. We got to get to the other top ten. And... Unbelievable. Well, too believable actually. Well, Eddie, maybe that is, you, you asked the question, when did this happen? It happened in the post early World 1900s, yeah, and that's exactly No, no, right. not 1900s. It happened post-World War II. Right. The keeping up with the Joneses. It's got all into changing culture from the top, from, I mean, from the bottom of when the government wanted to take over. It's like, hey, you know what? Let's plant these ideas, and let's make these families work harder and less happy. Let's right. make them have less children. Did you see the population growth chart that we put out, the Rock of Talk Chat today? Yeah. Did you yep. see that? Were you, like, stunned? Did your, did your mouth drop? And yet you have these very traditional Muslim families or very traditional Latino families. Yep. They're having four, five, six, seven Orthodox kids. Orthodox Jews, too. Yeah. And, they're, yeah. and they're higher utility of happiness yep. with having less material things. Yep. Guaranteed and the government's going to manipulate. <laughs> guaranteed the government's going to manipulate that, too. And say, hey, you know what? You guys should all have four, five, six, and then they let the government go ahead. The moment you let the government into your house for any reason, I'm telling you, take over. it's over. Yep. It is over. Right down to abortion. You're going to talk about the eradication and the the um, the Holocaust of, of black families. Langston could go on ad nauseum about uh, abortion black families. You know, I think he's on his third kid, by the way. Really good. Yeah, I mean, just to wait a minute. Number two just arrived, and they're working on number three. Uh, I guarantee they're working on number three. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. That's five fifty, fifty five hundred. But uh, you know, we saw it a little bit earlier this year. I mean, a number of articles celebrating the fact that we're dominated by women. We have, I think, they were celebrating the fact that every single person who was running for Congress right. was was female. And it's like that was kind of an odd thing. Like, okay, well, that's great. Let's go make history again. Every single time we try to make... Last two governors were both female. Kelly Fajardo approves. Oh, yeah. yeah but, but, I, and I'm, I'm all about it, but, you know, there's just no balance. When you're just focused on, you know, outcomes like that without yep. any, you know, input from 
I don't want to say the other side, but one you know, sort of like the a, other one complements the other. Exactly, all encompassing, well-rounded uh, look at it. I think uh, you have the uh, decline of civilization. Five thirty-two, back and four. AM sixteen hundred KIVA ninety-three point seven FM. Web the app rockoftalk.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403. Begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. It's Davis Kitchen's 25th anniversary celebration. Okay, try this. Get up to $2,500 off a kitchen remodel during Davis Kitchen's 25th anniversary. Hmm, better. Davis Kitchen's is New Mexico's first choice in kitchen remodeling. And it is our 25th anniversary celebration. Oh, with up to $2,500 off a kitchen remodel. We know what you like. Davis Kitchen's, Manal and Eubank. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Hi, I'm Casey Gazzardi. And I'm Joe Gazzardi. At Joe's Pasta House, we have authentic world favorites, classic Italian dishes, and unique new world offerings, including natural hand-cut steaks, wild-caught fish, and local veal. Our focus is on quality ingredients, great atmosphere, and personal service. Come to Joe's Pasta House for a true Italian dining experience. Located at 3201 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho, just a quarter mile east of Country Club Drive. Raw Greens on San Mateo, north of Manal. Come into Raw Greens, all-natural CBD and hemp products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles. Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures, and pet products. Raw Greens, online, cbd.theplaceilike.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today, 250-3754, or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. You've come to know Dr. Gardner. He is a major supporter of veterans in need of dental care. Veterans wonder if they can choose their dentist. Dr. Gardner says yes to veterans. Under the Choice Program, a veteran can choose any licensed dental provider in their community that accepts the VA's reimbursement. Dr. Gardner is the trusted veterans dentist in Albuquerque. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Vets need a dentist that can meet their needs. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. 
This Christmas, unlike any before, have you heard the message? Hear it on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Hear the message and then share by text with every friend on your mobile device. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Pass it on. All right, time to put things together. Let's start with the weather. Cold tomorrow. We have that rain-snow mix that's going to be our morning experience, but things should get better beyond that, although the week is going to be cold throughout. Right now, enjoy the 53 degrees in Taylor Ranch, 51 at Paseo Crossing, and 56 at the Rock of Tuck. Since our last report, it turned into an accident. What was a stall on I-40 westbound at Coors Road has now been replaced with an accident. Looks like it's an injury accident. It's got us bumper to bumper, almost back now to, uh, looks like, 6th Street. So get ready. It's going to just be an extra heavy load on your way to the west side. If you are on the west side, looks like Southern is still a little bit stubborn as you come off of Southern, off the 528 rather, coming off of Southern all the way to Barbara Loop. This traffic report brought to you by Monty Cigar Shop on San Mateo, just north of Comanche. Biggest humidor in the southwest, and that is a huge advantage for you. Temperature control means the largest selection of blends and prices, and they have great tobacco and classy pipes. You can put it all together for everybody on your wish list there for uh, ooh, from Monte Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. And with that, we're up to date now. We dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 538 here in the Kiva. AM 600 KIVA at 93.7 FM. You watch live on YouTube, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. I'll uh, take a couple of quick calls. I never get through all the things that we want to talk about. We have so much to talk about. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. All right, gentlemen. This is Dave. Dave. And Merry Christmas, Dave. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Merry New Year, everyone. Uh, The subject you were talking about at the beginning of the show when it came down to this individual in Nashville, he seems to fit the personal profile of the typical person that the left wants to stage a false flag flag with. And something that I had noticed was the lack of shrapnel, aside from building debris, from the blast itself. And myself, having been on the both ends of artillery, uh, quite commonly, when you're about 10, 15 miles away from an outgoing round, you hear a ba-boom. When you're on the in- incoming side, you hear just hear a boom if you're lucky to hear it. And even with the uh, flyboys doing their uh, bomb practice and whatnot, you might hear a va-boom, but more than likely it's just a solid boom. And I know my neighborhood, my shop, the house have been rattled many times by the gentlemen doing their uh, practice. And it has me thinking to the conclusion that uh, Nashville was definitely a setup the guy was left as basically DNA to be blamed. And with the absence of shrapnel, there was somebody basically set up a uh, gas envelope, either propane, natural gas, or even carbide. Okay, so you're throwing out a lot of stuff. Uh, I was hoping for something maybe a little bit uniform. I agree with everything that you're saying in terms of your conclusion, um, but I don't even know how you got there, given what you're saying on the baboom and how that fits into 
what you heard or have heard in the past or what you know compared to what happened here because you've given me no evidence. And I haven't paid enough attention to this. So if you could uh, tie that up in a nice little bow uh, within 30 seconds and how you would reference your explanation because I didn't catch any of that. Okay. Background, I was in a ranger bat in Korea that was up on the DMZ. I can't say when or where, but we came under fire for about a week's worth of time. What we ended up finding out is that the north was shelling the hillside on the other side of us, and we were basically caught people. So the outgoing, incoming, that was constant for a week, and it was almost like one of those old episodes of MASH. Sure. Okay, Dave, I got all that, but how does it relate to what I've missed here with regards to that? And I don't know, maybe I haven't paid enough attention to this, but I don't have a common understanding of what's here in the the Nashville bombing, laser blowing up, or whatever, EMP. Tell me what we're talking about here, because I'm lost. Okay, the idea of the blast. It was one of the three, if not possibly a fourth, which is undetermined. Lack of shrapnel. If it were an actually hard bomb, there would have been a whole lot more damage to the surrounding buildings. Soft bomb, being of a gaseous nature, is going to have the big reverberation and the nice big sound, but it's not going to have this structure-destroying force because it lacks the backing, you know, sheet metal from an RV is not going to blast through a uh, concrete wall. Dave, Dave I, I, hear, I hear your expertise on this. I could probably take and extrapolate from what you're saying and, and turn it into this, but I'm literally, just like with the news, I'm getting absolutely nowhere, not just with your explanation, but with the entire story. Dow, feel free to jump in. Rudy, feel free to j- jump in. Are you as lost as I am on yeah, any of this? Yeah, question an artillery man. I mean, he knows more than I do. Exactly, but, yeah. I mean, where... You know, I, maybe he was referencing the lady that was hearing the shots. I don't I, know. I don't, I don't even. It doesn't. The thing is, is he's come to his conclusion. I think Dave is probably spot on on it. But with regard to the explanation and all that, there's there's no way we're going to know because we don't have. And I think that in that fog, you know, you've heard of that before, right, Dave? The fog of war. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there so was something else I noticed uh, from the video that was put on the Alex show or the uh, the the site. There was all that talk coming from the mic saying, you know, evacuate, evacuate, evacuate. Boom, there's an explosion. Right. Right. And within about 30 seconds, they see somebody walking a dog like there's nothing going on, and they're maneuvering their way around the debris. It's like, wait a minute. You just survived that close of an explosion, and you're not in any kind of distress? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that. I I didn't see any dog walking uh, near the explosion, uh, so I'm not able to reference that. And I've seen just about every piece of evidence and everything that that's out there. But you know, I'm just not able to formulate that. I agree with you entirely with your conclusion. I think uh, absolutely was set up, but I think most people do. Uh, but I think that fog of war and, and the events that are leading up to it and the just sort of uh, hazy explanation in the midst of all this, I think, is exactly it. It, it did what it was supposed to do. Which is, you know, create this alarmist and, you know, noise, chatter, you know, and that's what I hate about this whole thing. It's just, it's just, it's useless. There's almost no point in really kind of talking about it because you and I aren't going to come to any conclusion just like we haven't come to any conclusion, you know, with 100% of the people uh, about 9-11 or, you know, David Koresh or take your pick of whatever it is. 
We'll never know enough right. about any of this stuff because it's always the FBI, uh, the NSA. The, it's always a group. Just like with with we can't trust the government with regard to health care. Right, Rudy? Right. I mean, uh, like, it doesn't matter what it is. Anytime you put it in the government's hands, there's one message going out one way, and then there's what really happened and the information that we'll never know because we don't know what involvement that they've all had. I mean, half of the wars around the world, they're set up by people who, are, C- by, by people who are CIA operatives. You know, they're meant to create this type of stuff in order to kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, change regimes or or change order, or, you know, insert something else into that. So, Dave, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah. I agree with your conclusion, but, I mean, uh, it's just, it's more mud. It's it's a whole lot of research that has to be done, and when you're not familiar with the uh, information... I don't think this has anything to do with my familiarity with the information, um, because I'm like every other layperson that's out there, which is why I do the show, and, you know, you are our artillery guy who, with a level of expertise, you understand things that I don't. And these things should, just like when we have Dan Butterfield when he comes in, the simplest explanation should be explanation, and it should be easily explainable to everybody else so we can get rid of the fear and the haze. And that's just not happening with this, so it's almost better, best to ignore it. And that's exactly what's happened with the Las Vegas shooting and, and otherwise. Thanks for the phone call, Dave. But this is why I don't want to keep the chatter on. Does that make sense? Right on. I just don't, I don't think it's uh, good. I, I, I just don't think it's – and it's not healthy. You don't talk about things that don't have a conclusion. People don't talk about car accidents or mysterious uh, murders or things that just don't understand. People people don't talk about uh, what happened with, um, what was the name of the, uh, Lee, uh, Han. Oh, right. You know? People don't talk about Han because they don't understand it and they will never understand it. And there's something, there's another two or three or four or five, ten layers that are in there and we'll never be able to figure it out. So it loses its its place. And how about how about Jeffrey Epstein? Do we talk about Jeffrey Epstein anymore? No, we will never understand it. You know, there's no conclusions, and it's meant to be that way. Yeah. Well, sad, the sad thing is, we've gotten so cynical and rightfully so about the people we should be trusting in the major institutions in our society, whether it's media or government, or whatever. Where we maybe could have trusted them to a much greater degree fifty or a hundred years exactly. ago. That it invites this kind of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. The top the turvy world. What's up is down, you know, I mean, there's CIA operatives within uh, media, uh, (laughs) within television stations, uh, etc. I mean, this is all just to create this random noise and chatter, and it's meant to change behavior. And we have been been these types of animals who have adapted ourselves to, well, we do what we're told. If they told us to nail masks to our face, there would be people who would do it. Do you understand like how incredibly inane and stupid people have become? If you told people to, to walk around with a mask wrapped around your butt and to collect the poop because there's something yeah, in the yeah. toilet, you should do it. There yeah. would literally people who would do it. Absolutely. That's that's I how think, controlled the United States citizen is now uh, has now I'm become, now and they know for, it. I'm now looking for drivers because I used to notice it occasionally. Now I'm looking at drivers, and more and more of them have their stupid masks on in your own car. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Why? Because they can't think for themselves. We, we're losing that. I mean, this is why I'm not independent because I'm trying to be independent. I'm independent because my brain doesn't shut off. Right. Well, like this, this brain, brain is, works. This brain is not going to shut down. I'm not going to just. Oh yeah, you told me to do it, so I'll go ahead and do it. You know. The only reason I'll tra- I'll do something is because I don't want to have to deal with you in my face or to even talking at me. Like you coming to tell me this is a serious uh statement here. You coming to tell me to put my mask on? 
puts me in greater danger than me not having my damn mask on. Do you understand that? Walking over to me to talk to me in my face to tell me to put my mask on is exactly in violation of the very thing that you are attempting. How about it's also doing the very thing that you are supposed to be doing, which is trying to protect yourself. Right. You ever see the people at the drive through windows? They're like, put on your mask. Uh, you go to the Golden Pride. I'm like, okay. And the the guy will literally be shouting. He'll like he'll like he'll he'll lean down. He'll go, put on your mask. Put on your mask. Well, what are you doing? You're literally dipping into the six feet. You're getting if you're really that worried about the coronavirus, you wouldn't be saying walking all the way over there. Or that one guy. Do you remember that uh, you saw the thing that happened at the Hobby Lobby? Oh yeah, the guy who's chasing Crazy. around and and like deranged nuts. Yes. Yeah, should be in a straitjacket somewhere. Yeah, and he's he's stalking a woman who's defenseless. She's she's trying to she's like she's got her phone. She's scared out of her mind. It's probably this good little conservative lady trying to do something with. She, she's taking a phone. It's like this guy's like cussing at her, slurring at her, and in her face telling her to put her mask on. Dude, does, that make, of, does that make it like it, yeah. it's like the it's like the stop meter just dies? Doesn't even <laughs> doesn't even. You know, my parents, you know, the two people that I think of that I'm just like, the last people I'd want to get sick on this whole thing? What, what, the only reason I even pay attention, because I, I want the corona, and I want my kids to have the corona because I don't want them to take the damn shot. Mm. By the way, that woman, that nurse, the 30-year-old who fainted, died. Oh, oh my. Dead. Dead. Really? Dead. D-E-A-D. Yeah, dead. Yeah, oh, they won't tell you that. They won't tell you that. The only two people, I just do it. I don't, I don't question my parents. Well, do you think the coronavirus is real? It's none of my business whether they think it's real. I don't care. If they think it's real, then okay. Then I'm going to go ahead and take my oregano, take my OSHA, walk around with my temperature thing, wear my mask, stay six feet distance from them. That's what I'm going to do, okay? Because I have other people to care about, right? And pretty much anybody else. I don't question whether you think it's a coronavirus or not, not, not it's the coronavirus. It doesn't matter to me. Right. That doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm not interested in your thoughts about your... I'm not interested in your opinions about me. To me, that doesn't... It's none of my business. But I have things I need to care for, so I don't question it, so I just do it because I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't even... I'm like, ugh. <laughs> it's Done. a level of insecurity. Yeah, it's a level of Rudy, insecurity. That they're well, trying you to wear a mask. Why are you wearing a mask, Rudy? I put this on my ear so that when I have to go to the damn drive-up... Or when I have to Is go there into Smith's. a drive-up that you've been in uh, yes. since an hour and 51 minutes since you've been in my studio? You know what? It just, it's always hanging in my ear. You're absolutely right. Do you see? Wait, wait. wait. Do you see? I'm, I'm not picking I'm on you. you. I'm, I'm not picking you. on you here. I just want you to listen, okay? So and in the hour and 51 minutes, you have no need to have the mask. Dowd doesn't have the mask. I don't have the mask, okay? You have had the coronavirus. The last person that needs to have the mask on is, is you. Me. Yeah. There's a temperature check when you walk in right there. You're welcome to it. I never get closer than six feet to you. Not because of me, but because of you. I'd, be love, I'd love it if you give me the coronavirus so I don't have to take the damn vaccine. But now you have Anthony Fauci coming out and Jill and Joe Biden singing happy birthday. Oh, oh my. Did you, did you watch that video? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make you oh. absolutely sick, right? Jill and Joe Biden singing happy birthday. And you, you're turning around, you're looking at this stuff, and you're saying, oh, my gosh. This is Wait, this is the guy that Donald Trump was trusting and now is like Jill and Joe Biden are singing happy birthday. Oh, there's something definitely wrong here. There's something definitely off here. And now he's saying, second surge, we're not going to re- achieve herd mentality until we get 90% vaccinations. 
Uh, hello? No, we haven't achieved herd mentality. We haven't achieved herd immunity. <laughs> we, we've got uh, herd mentality thank covered. You, no, we, we've I, had that since day one. I always <laughs> love the, uh, the, uh, the correction on that. 550-5500 if you want to go ahead and, and text in. Hey, Rudy, how about uh, we get into a little traffic check really quick? Let me shut this off. Yeah, somebody walking from across the store to come tell you to put your mask on. It's frustrating. Uh, personal space, personal space, right? Just, just, just move away from me. All right, let us put things together. Mm. And we're going to start with the weather looking like another cold day tomorrow. In fact, the rest of the week will be, but tomorrow's first day and the only day that we're probably going to have rain mixed with snow. So get ready for that right now. West Mesa, 52 degrees at Hoppentown. It is 50 and 56 at the Rock of Talk. Still struggling on the I-40. The westbound trip pretty much comes to a stop right after you come off the uh, big eye. And it's under uh, 15 miles an hour all the way across to an accident. They're clearing out of the way. I-40 westbound at Coors Road. If you drive, takes you on Paseo, the westbound trip. Kind of stubborn, basically, between Barstow and Wyoming and San Pedro and the I-25. And this traffic report is brought to you by <clears throat> LiveSpring at Salon Helena. What a great place. If you will really want to help yourself, we got to start drinking Kangen water. Yeah. Kangen water is alkaline water, and you can get a jug a day, a jug as often as you want it, by going to join the club of Kangen water member with a Kangen water membership at LifeSpring at Salon Helena. They're on, Man, uh, they're on Manal, just west of Wyoming. If you change your water, you will change your life. You will be healthy. And with that, we're up to date. Now, let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock All of right, Talk. All right, let's uh, get to your text. Very, very quickly, yes, sir. Yep. Uh, before we let yep. the subject of Anthony Fauci go... Yeah, uh, don't let it go. people saw, because everybody was gathering, you know, violating all those public health orders, gathering with their family to see, be with the kids and the grandkids and the cousins and the aunts and uncles. Right, we, right. We, God forbid we do that. Um, day before Christmas, in New York Times interview, uh, this was The Hill covering it, uh, Fauci said he has been increasing the estimates in his public pronouncements about uh, percentage of people needing the vaccine because he thinks Americans are now able to handle the message that getting back to normal may take longer than anticipated and fewer Americans are reporting being skeptical of taking a vaccine. Quote, when polls said only about half of all Americans would take a vaccine, I was saying herd immunity would take 70 to 75 percent. Then when newer surveys said only 60% or more would take it, I thought, I can nudge this up a bit. So I went to 80, 85. So you're a liar, Dr. Fauci. You're admitting that you're a liar. A politician. Unbelievable. The scientist. All right. So let's, let's, let's just reference the subject for a moment. What is he? Bureaucrat. No, what, what is he actually? What, what does his training say he is? Uh, a virologist, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So he's a scientist. What do scientists like to do? Rudy? Experimentation. Right. They don't know until they know factually, Mm, right? Good point. So you have to realize, like, who Fauci is. Um, He is operating at the behest of the Democrat Party because we know the Democrats want to do what? What do you need in every science experiment? A control group. Mm Wow, that is a great point. But have you always learned it from the very beginning when you're in science class? I don't care if it's a biology, a chemistry, whatever. You have to have a control group, right? You can't control a control group if they aren't controlled. So, of course, he's going to amp that up, and he's going to overshoot, right? So the 90%, if he gets the 70%, then that would be good enough for him. But he wants to know with 100%. So they have all gob complexes. Oh, all these guys, time. you have to understand, big scientists, time. doctors... 
I mean, if you guys ever watched that Alec Baldwin movie where he's I the doctor. Oh, God. Yeah. You, you ever see that? I mean, they like Who that. Who do you think they're praying to in the chapel? You ask me if I have a God complex. I am God. Right. That's a, you have to understand. I mean, the people who go through this level of schooling, when you have that level of containment, I'm not saying this with all doctors. I mean, there's a lot of doctors that are, you know, have some sort of a balance, but, you know, you can't, you can't argue with a doctor. You can't question a doctor. You can't do anything. Right. But I will tell you, the greatest, the greatest mind control that you could possibly exert as somebody, and just somebody who's known people who are doctors, and I will tell you this, is to be a subject of a doctor and let them try to control you and let them think they're controlling you. A patient has all the rights. And if a patient can't be handled, well, the doctor can't do what he needs to do. Hmm. So the doctor will lose interest, right? Well, same thing with Fauci. Fauci won't have any interest, but the more you let him control, the more he'll want to work with you. Ever been to counseling? Wow. Yes. You ever been to counseling? Yeah. Okay, what, what, what happens with counselors? Counselors are only interested in you doing what they asked you to do. They'll get all the feedback, but they, they, they have these like really broad areas, and they try to contain you, right? They just constantly contain you. They're trying to nudge you, nudge you. But, I mean, there's not a counselor that I've, that I've, that I've been with, you know, you know, what, three or four different counselors. And in my counseling sessions with them, they ultimately think that you're listening to them. But they don't realize that you're the one that's in control. You could be taking them absolutely anywhere. Yeah. And that's what we should be doing right now with our science. It's like, you can't control us. We're a large population. We're seven and a half, nearly eight billion people here on the planet. And what we have found out is that God is the one that's in control. And this disease needs to take its course. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Whether or not you think it's alive or not alive, it's real or not real, there's no scientists, no doctors, no perfect control that you're ever going to have over a population or a person. Or a patient. It's just that easy. They're not going to listen. And the more control you try to exert on somebody, the less controllable they are. Mm. And that's what's happening with us. That's what's happened with Michelle Lujan Grisham. What would have been the best thing to happen with Michelle Lujan Grisham? This is easy. I've, I've said this, and we're going to skip to the top of the hour news, by the way. I don't, we're, not, we're not getting anything out of it anyway. How could she have approached us? Christy Nomeway. Okay. Dowd, what, what do you say about me all the time? About my, when, about when me you're around or when you're not around? <laughs> uh, either. Uh, and I, don't, I don't even care what do I that. Say about that. What do I say about Eddie? What do you say about my managerial style? Uh, you are extremely hands-off and the furthest thing from a micromanager I've ever met. Yeah. But but there's something, there's an expectation, though. I don't ever tell Dowd what to do. Yeah. Not you, once. You expect the deliverables, but you don't tell people how to do it. And I think that there should have been something to that with Michelle Lujan Grisham. You know how, want to know how Michelle Lujan Grisham is, could be possibly... She would be the worst manager at the worst restaurant. Her restaurant would be out of business within three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because she would be telling people how to do everything. I had one of the best uh, managers. You, were, you feared him. He runs uh, the like Zocalo Cafe or something like that. His name was Jeff Jeanette. I watched him. He let, him, he let everybody do whatever the heck they wanted to do, right? They did what they needed to do, got what they needed to get done or whatever. By the end of the night, guess what? Guess what they were taking me into the back to go measure all the bottles. We're going to see how well the bartender was actually doing. The metrics. Dowd, when you and I met, what happened? We were literally had every single data point, every yeah. single yeah. metric that there was. Because yeah. if it's measurable, then we can go in. But we behaved in a natural environment, not an adapted environment. What Michelle Lujan Grisham has created now right. is an adapted environment. Yeah. Why does Steve Smotherman, why does Skip Heitzig, why do those, why do, why do those churches uh, act like the way they do? Because you're trying to control them. Don't try to control them. They're going to do what they want. Regardless of what you ask them to do. Well, the good ones will, right? 
They're gonna they're not gonna change who they are because they have a way of going about to do things. Sure, they'll have some some level of regard, but the more you try to control them, the more that they're gonna push back. And just because you're asking them to do it doesn't make you right. You're not their mother, you're not their father, you're not their boss. You're just the government. Michelle Lujan Grisham, her best thing that she could have possibly done is shared the pain with us, showed us that she was with it, in it together, tried to understand and, and understand that it was a day-by-day process, not forecast stuff and leverage the pain for weeks, if not months. Yeah. We yeah. never had, never did we ever get to a point where we sat down and were like, hey, let's, t- let's get a chance, to, let's look at this together and see where we are and yeah. where we're going. It admitted mistakes, made changes when necessary. And it but that would require humility, something she doesn't have. Nobody would have ever considered it a mistake. Right. You want to know why? Because, we because nobody has ever situation. been through COVID-19 right. before. Exactly. So it would have been like, exactly. well, Michelle Lujan Grisham is really engaging the public yes. on yes. this. She's yes. seeking feedback. She's wanting their input, but she's being respective of our freedoms, but she's also understanding how uh, serious the level of it. But she didn't do that. She hedged completely on, on the other side. And when she did that, she lost all the faith. When you don't give, you ever, you know, raising children, you know the best thing you could do? Give child trust. Hmm. Let them take all that rope and see what they do. I'm telling you, it's like magic to them. Let them do something alone, give them responsibility, put them in charge of something. Oh, my God, it comes up like Spain. You know, I grew up as a latchkey kid. House was clean, dinner was made, parents were home. How did I do? 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 We're constantly looking for feedback. Right? We want to know. What What do you know, Mom and Dad? How should I have done this? We're getting back to this patriarchy conversation. Maybe there is something a little bit something uh, to this. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to dovetail on what you were talking about as far as the doctors. Am I on air? You're on air. Yes, sir. What's okay, your name? Uh, yeah, I was pretty What's much your name? Uh, you know, I had gotten my CD Bravis, and they had told me, take this, take that, take that. And I totally agree with you with, the doctors, I finally figured out that, you know, I don't need to be pretty much being a guinea pig. And uh, I remember that I just went on my own health regimen. I lost 60 pounds. And when I went in to go see one of these doctors, he actually told me. I went from 260 to 210, and he had told me I was obese, and I, I looked at him like, are you kidding me? And he said, yeah, you need to be doing crunches. You need to be doing this. And I'm going, so as far as what you were talking about, as far as the doctors, yeah, it, uh, it, it just drives me crazy how they think that they know your body, their life, and how to deal with things. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, that's really good. So what what happened to you, sir? And I didn't catch your first name. Oh, my name is Michael. Okay, and Michael, let me say one thing. What What happened to you that put you on the defensive something happened to you and that was judgment happened to you judgment happened to you at that moment at that moment you weren't going to be controlled by that doctor and the other thing that happened uh, as well is he didn't understand or she didn't whoever your doctor was didn't understand your situation right didn't get to know you what is the one of the things that we always wanted or at least used to now now the doctor walks in and out in two minutes Right, Rudy? Oh, yeah. I mean, you visit doctors. You're like, well, okay, your description, the, uh, I don't know, the, the physician assistant comes in, the yeah. PA or the, the nurse practitioner comes seven in. Minutes now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they'll like walk crazy. in, walk out. One of the things that we used to like about the doctors was their bedside manner. I have a relate. Oh, hi, doctor. Well, who's your doctor? 
Well, I have a great relationship with the doctor. Now your your closest doctor is Dr. Phil or whoever's on the damn TV. <laughs> like that's your doctor now, right? Yeah. You have a better relationship with that person. Or the WebMD. So here's a, a situation where this this guy, Michael, you know, is talking to his doctor and the doctor's like, well, you know, here it is. I mean, just scripted. And it was like, well, you know, WebMD would have been better. <laughs> I mean, on it, Michael, is it, am I, tell me if I'm wrong. Would, M, WebMD would have been better. You go do the research on yourself. Oh, uh, I don't really know too much about WebMD, but uh, what I figured out was uh, MichaelMD, and I said, you know what? I mean, enough is enough. I mean, they, these, you know, they, I, I really felt like a lab rat. Like they were just pumping me full of whatever they, just try this. Try, try, try this, that. yes, try yes, this, there you try go. That. And that, and that almost brings me back to Dr. Fauci, where he's just like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, do whatever you need to do. And, you know, I, I just... I have a lot of issues with these medications. They just want to pump into people when everybody else knows their body. They know, you know, better than anybody, you know, any doctor that comes in. Like I said, I lost 60 pounds with this guy. He was telling me I'm obese, and I'm going, are you kidding me? You know all the work that I put in to stop, you know, from all the medications and all the crap that you're giving me, and I just started exercising and doing my own thing. And, you know, lo and behold, I'm, I'm perfect now. But, I mean, at one point in my life, I was just listening to these doctors going, okay, yeah, whatever you guys say, whatever you guys say, it, it turned out to be a disaster. And it literally felt like it was taking uh, time off of my life because I was more stressed and, you know, taking all this crap and the side effects. Don't give me something yeah. on that. And it's just like, no, no, no. So aside from, you know, I would say this about the healthcare community, aside from, you know, uh, you know, children need doctors and uh, older people obviously definitely need doctors. But by and large, the majority of the population between the ages of, I don't know, say 23 to about 65 generally don't need to be seeing the doctor. I agree. I mean, there is no purpose in a doctor other than trauma. Uh, and really what's needed, because what you have with a lot of these doctors, and, you know, they have dosages or they try things, but, you know, they've got salespeople in their office who are pushing new pills and uh, prescriptions, and they've got a bottom line to meet, and there is a uh, a value, um, what, what do you call it, a, a bottom line-driven uh, uh, oh, model no. in all of these. And a lot of these doctors, you know, there's a reason why doctors die at such a young age is because they're, chasing around a giant death that oftentimes doesn't get paid. They get overworked and mm-hmm. between the salesperson and then uh, taking into account that they will inevitably feel guilty about some sort of you know scenario that they've involved themselves in that will have real-world effects that they'll never be able to you know carry past them. And it has a lot to do with the pressures that are put on them directly. And let's just not say put it on the doctors because it's not, but it's situational. I did a great well, thing with Dr. Summers one time uh, where we were breaking down you know the models within you know, and how they enslave these doctors. I mean, by and large, most of these doctors who work, uh, particularly at uh, educational institution and uh, high-end, uh, profit-driven uh, institutions like Presbyterian, I mean, there is there is a whole uh, level of pressure that they're put under because they have a certain model that they need to achieve. They have business meetings just like anybody else, and they are bottom-line driven because they have a profit motive that they need to make. Why do you think COVID became so big? Because they knew yeah, that they, can get, they could get 13000 for every infection and 42000 for every vent. But do you need a doctor to be sitting next to you to get vented? No, you don't. You could go get a vent. I know three different places that they, they used to be. Yeah, where they used to give them out, I forget, because my uh, uncle was on one uh, for some time. He had to increase the, the level of oxygen in his body. And, and I'm telling you, it's just, just one of those things that 
that I think we need to place less less faith. And since we're at the edge of our perception of our knowledge of what we know, there's so many the ounce of prevention versus a pound of cure. Exactly. The ounce of prevention can really go a long way, which is one of the reasons why we do the show that we do with Dr. Summers. And when Dr. Summers knows something, he knows it. He says it. That's right. And uh, he's got a you know long history of that. Thanks, Michael, for the for the phone call. But that's a very, very complicated, nuanced um you know, but the thing that we want most from our doctors is that, you know, we don't care how much they know until that we know that they actually care about it. Yeah. <laughs> you will leave your doctor for one reason, one reason only. He forgot about who you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a yeah. doctor that I went to go see. Um, <clears throat> uh, good. I'm not going to say his name. But it's, it's good something or other. And he was recognized as this doctor of the year and doctor of this. And like, I'm like, the guy walked into the room. He didn't even look at me. Looked at his chart put me on the scale, sent in a nurse. That was the last time I saw him. No more. Yeah. I didn't need to see him again. Numbers and charts. Numbers. I'm not a number. I'm not a weight. I'm not a chart. I'm not here to fit your schedule or how much money you need to make uh, so you can drive your uh, you know, glandy wagon or whatever it is that you need to do. I'm not interested in that. That has nothing to do with me. You know, My, my grandmother... Um, she used to visit a guy by the name of Dr. Liu. Do you know what... It, uh, the Chinese medicine, acupuncture. acupuncture. You know anything about acupuncturists? A lot of people swear by it. Oh, my gosh. She swore by this guy. Yeah. Uh, whatever it did to her, it made her feel good, and that's what mattered. That's the only thing that Because I think that's a, if her doctor was named Dr. Feelgood, that's the real Dr. Feelgood. To go see that. And, and I went into the, the acupuncture room with him one time, and he had all these needles and the suction, the whatever, the gas cups, and stuck them on there. I'm like, what's going on? What are they doing to my grandmother? I'm like, you know, it felt all bad and everything. And she came out, she had these welts, like, on her back. I'm like, she was great for, like, three weeks until she got reset again. I'm like, you know, you've got to do what makes you feel good, and you're going to know. Like, it's a gut instinct. But uh, mm-hmm. to go back to Alec Baldwin, I am the, I am God. Mm. You know, a lot of these guys uh, really do feel like that. And other than the surgeons, you know, in, in a tra- uh, trauma situation, you know, people between the ages of 23 when your uh, brain is fully developed to the ages of uh, 65, I just don't, I don't see the, uh, the the real need for that. Five fifty, fifty-five hundred. Am I ever going to get to these top last ten here? Yeah, we'll get to it tomorrow. <laughs> no, we're going to <laughs> no, do we'll it right make. now. We haven't even uh, touched upon the policy stuff. Six ten uh, here in the Kiva. The twenty most mortifying media moments in uh, 2020. Let's hit the top ten, shall we? Here comes uh, number ten, uh, and this is all liberal media, by the way. Take a listen. Today, President Trump is going to South Dakota for what has become a controversial trip to Mount Rushmore. Only Donald Trump right. could take a trip to South Dakota and allow it to be Every president controversial. who went there beforehand <laughs> was not controversial, apparently. Literally, okay. there's four okay. statues right there <laughs> that, that have been carved out of the mountain. But for whatever reason, Donald Trump and his visit to South Dakota, that's very, very controversial. Let's let the, uh, the, the governor's brother out of New York uh, explain. Mother of all photo ops, Mount Rushmore. And we know why this president just can't resist going there. Oh, is it because he's such a great president, Cuomo? Because he's ten times the man that your governor ever would be, your brother? Uh, that'd be one of the reasons. He'll be standing in front of a monument of two slave owners and on land wrestled uh. away. <laughs> George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, they're uh. literally removing them. And now you understand why I was so upset this morning about... about the guy who was hosting yes. the the, yeah. the show for Brian Kilmeade this morning, like, do you know what show we're talking about? And you're 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 not upset about all the other statues that have been toppled. I think they're making George Floyd statues now. 
Oh, Are they not? St. George of Fentanyl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah St. George. Oh, by the way, that was just such a beautiful... i got to get to that piece. we got to get to the Peter Travesiani piece. Oh, yeah. yeah. On the United. I, the, the, you I got didn't, you know what? I, I didn't even take the time to do today, Dow. Like, text you this morning to tell you how incredibly proud I was of that piece you came up Wait with this morning. Wait till part two on Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> part two's going to gonna drop the hammer. we got to get to this. Let's hustle. From Native Americans. He will inevitably and predictably talk about our heritage. In quote, other, our, our heritage, in quotes. In other words, Air quotes. he will talk about he is the protector of white America. That's yep. a white yep. guy. Yeah. That's like white guy literally arguing for his way. own extinction at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. And if, it will, if it will behoove the liberal left and help him, I don't know, get some sort of points yep. Yep. with uh, maybe his cool, maybe he has a... Maybe as a thing for a certain type of woman or something. I don't know. Uh, he was just throwing it out there. I mean, we see that awful yeah. lot. In the, in the 90s, he was forced to resign because he was uh, plagiarizing a George Carlin book. He was? Yeah, Mike Barnacle. Yeah. Yeah. What? Is there anything you don't know? You know, this honestly, uh, I'm not, I can say this because this isn't going to come off like bragging because there's not as many people that would be listening normally. You know, even people are on vacation. I doubt there's a show. In the entire country, Rudy, I'm not even kidding. I know where you're going. There, you're is, right. there is not a show where it has a back and forth like Dowd anywhere. No. I've listened to a lot of damn radio, but there's nobody. We're not even looking at notes. I don't have notes. Dowd has got a computer, but then he's got his other computer. And I was just I looking got, up the date. I forgot the date, but he plagiarized George Carlin's book, Brain Droppings. Who knows that? Savant. Who knows it. that? Yeah. I'm telling Dowd, you. Yeah. Like, you, no, you this know. guy's on MSNBC every day. He paid no penalty. He just, you know. Please accept me. But he's got those nice uh, two thousand uh, dollar clear glass horn rim, oh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, glasses that yeah. he wears. Things out in Antarctica. He gets to talk to Mika yeah. with a with a very fine suit, a periwinkle blue suit. Yeah. Questions have really been raised uh, about Thomas Jefferson in particular, but also George Washington for their for their holdings of slaves. In some ways, Donald Trump is a reflection of the rot that has been at the heart. Of, of, of our of our this fragile experiment since its beginning. There we Jamie, go. I see you standing next to the guy you're going to beat right there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Here, here's Chris Matthews looking at Tim Scott. Looking, do you guys remember this? Yes. He's looking at the yes. South Carolina senator, Tim Scott, right? And he's got another bald black guy right there, and he can't tell the difference. Tim Scott is like the most recognizable conservative, you know, besides Mitch McConnell and a couple of other guys. Or see Graham. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Jamie. Tim Scott. Who's that? That's Tim Scott. Hey, I'm sorry. Oh, it's the other senator, Tim Scott. What am I saying? Big mistake. Mistaken identity, sir. Sorry. Sorry. And the black guy with bald head turns around, looks at him, and is like, "You <laughs> racist." Yep. Uh, so, uh... All right, here is the official reentry from the basement. Cuomo is the gift that keeps giving every single day. The whole family. <laughs> I mean, really, he's kind of amazing. They're very impressed with himself. Oh, uh, what what was the the whole Godfather piece that he did where he Fredo. is dropping F bombs? Fredo, yeah, yeah Fredo. Uh, yeah. That was yeah. classic. And uh, this year he outdoes himself once again.
Cleared by CDC, a little sweaty, just worked out, happens. Now the other side of the story involving CNN anchor Chris Cuomo and a man on a bicycle. I said, you're supposed to be quarantining. What are you doing out? What are you doing with all these people? I don't want some jackass, loser, fat tire biker um, to be able to pull over uh, and get in my face and in my space. <laughs> Literally faking, coughing on his reporter and out and about. Yeah, where's the uh, murder charge on that? Huh? Where's yeah, the uh, yeah, uh, yeah, intent, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. intent to homicide on that? Right, right. All those of us who don't wear masks. This was the actual swab that was being used to fit up that double-barrel shotgun. Oh. I wish I had a magnifying glass. Where is it? I don't know, but whenever you tell me you're looking for something around <laughs> me... I wish I could just go to one party with Don Lemon and Cuomo. Uh, you, uh, how long do you think they'd survive with me? Maybe 10 minutes. Watch out for the guys in the white coats. <laughs> <laughs> you say you're using a magnifying glass? I get nervous. <laughs> There's clear disdain that I have for this president. There is no person who hates Donald Trump more than Mika Brzezinski. Yeah, she needs help. He has paid off porn star. To Russia lies. To racism in Charlottesville. Children in cages. You are pathetic. Every day, this president looks more ridiculous. Wake up! Talk about Talk about a ditzy, stupid, botched response. It's idiotic. And you're terrible. You're wrong. How stupid can you be? If you're sensing a little intensity here, I'm a little amped up. Do you remember when the U.S. Postal Service was going to mess everything up for uh, not just the election, right? Uh, This whole controversy. Directly, is this an attempt by the president, do you believe, to interfere in the election? Absolutely. Uh, Of course. He's going to use the U.S. Postal Service to steal the election, right? This is, you know why they accuse people of this? Because this is the first thing that they came up with. Like, what a great idea. Yep. Why did we think of that? Oh, yes, let's do it. The coronavirus is bad. Well, no, it's good. Until they say it's good, and then we'll say it's bad. Like, whatever it is, whatever's over there is over here. We're going to do it. We'll accuse them. We'll accuse them. We'll accuse them. Classic Saul Alinsky. And we'll do it in unison, and there's more of our voices than there is one or two single. See, the, the problem is, is there's got to be, and, and I'll tell you the great thing, Fox News should be actually very thankful that Newsmax, did you, it, Fox News should be thankful for Newsmax, it should be thankful for OAN, yeah, it should be thankful for all the other news America's networks. And, I, and I, I told them this, I'm like, I was literally on the phone with them, and I said, you guys should be thankful for all the other, because finally, this is about winning the war, right? This isn't about just your brand and your bottom line, because we know that you guys seated during the time that they're announced the election. And these other uh, uh, news groups are going to keep you honest, not just me as a radio station uh, proprietor, but also as uh, someone who's like looking across the spheres like, well, there's other people that's going to hold you accountable, and you can't be the only one. And that's the wake-up call that came for Fox News. The wake-up call was this. OAN, Newsmax, and, I don't know, America's Voice. Uh, there's probably a few others now that are... This is all good news for conservatives because we need more voices. And I wish conservatives would stop saying, oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to watch Fox News. No, we're going to watch all of them. Just like every liberal watches MSNBC, CNN, or uh, what do, CBS, NBC, ABC. Stop. We need more voices. It's that simple. Uh, Waters World, it's getting better than ever, by the way. Yeah, he's I used becoming, to really hate he's, him, but he's, he's doing He's becoming good. the star. He's... Out of nowhere, he is becoming the star of Fox News. Ooh, and if there's anybody who's going to save the next generation, 
it's going to be the smarmy kind of kid. My world. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's great. (laughs) He is. I used to really hate him because I thought he was arrogant as anything. I would stop, and I would go out of my way to watch, this is Waters World, and you're in it. And I would would watch his little things that he would do for O'Reilly, and I loved him. I thought he was great, and I think he's getting even better now. And my favorite thing about him is he is the only guy every single day that hates Juan Williams. <laughs> that has built up Jesse Waters like nothing else. He, is the, he will take on, um, you know, Juan Williams, who basically got uh, uh, pushed out of uh, what M- NPR, PBS, and out of, NPR, out of, NPR, out of, after some racist comments were made about him, ironically enough. Let's listen to some more. Or the Postal Service. They'll do it because they don't want people to vote. We only have reports so far of these machines being removed. How many mailboxes were removed? Where are the mail sorting machines? What did you replace them with? Are they being replaced? We're on to everything he's doing. All of this seems perfectly planned to uh, disenfranchise people. He is, in effect, putting his knee uh, on the neck of American democracy. Oh, I can probably give you the exact day that that was stated. It's definitely after May 29th of this year. That was by nothing worse than Al Gore, the most pandering, <laughs> uh, uh, biggest loser of uh, man bear all pig, politics. Man bear pig. <laughs> this will be the shame of the Republican Party for generations. I was writing all these thank you notes when the show started. Mm. And I've got... You know, the only reason Republicans can feel guilty is because they believe in a God and the Democrats don't. Oh! (laughs) Tell me if I'm wrong. Did I say something wrong there? Nope. Huh? How you got got a uh, values-based party? You make them feel bad about stuff. They're all turning around. The reason they're all pushing judgment on one another... They don't know what to do with their judgment because their judgment doesn't seem to, to weigh on any of these Democrats because they don't have any values. They're like, well, which way is the wind blowing today? And what's going to make sure that Trump's out of office? Here's Joy. People now who just got them. I've been on for four weeks. Uh. The only way that oh, we restore wow. fairness. This, in, in my opinion, I think this is probably the most possible should we lose the senatorial elections in Georgia. And that's packing the court. Because the one thing that we have, the one thing that we have, and this is how you know it's going to be the end of this country, okay? The moment they decide to go higher than nine and they decide to pack the court. At that point, you guys better be out in the streets. Trust me, folks. You better be defending this country because that is, that, that's, the first, that's the first shot across the bow. And it's the last. You won't have a country after they put number 10, 11, 12, and however many they want to put on there. But the, what did they what did they say? Oh, yeah, we were lying about them wanting to pack them. That's exactly what they want to do. Is for Congress uh, to pass an act expanding the court. There is nothing in the Constitution that says there has to be nine Supreme Court justices. If Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the court. Are you in favor of trying to expand the, the numbers of justices on the Supreme Court pack? The Supreme Court potentially changing the number of justices in the court. Adding seats to the Supreme Court and getting rid of the filibuster. Do you support those two things? Everybody sticks We're going to have feet. to blow up the entire system. I don't know what else needs to be said after that. That's the Politburo right there. Mm-hmm. Just that traffic incident. It seems to me that that would be unlawful on a million different levels. This is how democracies die. I mean, it could be violations of voter intimidation. It could be aggravated assault. Do you remember when all those Trumpers were following the uh, the, the Biden bus and intimidating him, and now they were going to start investigating him? 
they, they were losing their minds. Because they're going after the Biden bus. Someone was waving a gun at the bus. There could be attempted false imprisonment. This is deadly serious. Imagine your family is on that bus. Your life could have been in danger. Your family's life could have been in danger. <laughs> there are people who are on that bus whose lives were in jeopardy. Yes. The police in San Marcos, Texas, said the online footage made it appear that a white SUV was the at-fault vehicle. And the victim was, in fact, a pro-Trump truck. 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 Really, your strength is in traveling around the country and connecting with people. Oh, look, it, literally taking every word they possibly can. This is number three, taking every word they can and putting it inside of Joe Biden's mouth. Can't do any of that right now. Mr. Vice President, does, does that worry you? It's, I don't know. It's like watching a yo-yo. I shouldn't have said it that way. It's like watching... It feels that way. I want to ask... I want <laughs> President Trump says offensive things. He never apologizes for it. Is there a double standard here? When you hear these remarks, suckers, losers, what does it tell you about President Trump's soul? Why isn't Joe Biden angrier about all of this? Joe Biden, just a guy in his basement talking to a gal in her. Do you think wearing a mask projects strength or weakness? Go ahead. No, no, I probably best I don't. <laughs> Obviously, uh, we're not going with the uh, New York Post story. And the, the, the non-story story of the year, Hunter Biden at two. Uh, right now on Hunter Biden. This is really one of the stupidest October surprises I've ever seen. It helps to really view this as storytelling. Not so much as news coverage, but as political entertainment. NPR explained, we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. Who even thought to make that story up? It's a story that many intelligence experts say has all the hallmarks of a foreign interference campaign. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. This is a Russian intelligence disinformation. Nothing could be more real. You see the pictures of Hunter Biden with underage Asian women? Have you seen them yet? Because they're pretty easily, to, they're pretty easy to find. Information campaigns. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Russian intelligence. Rudy Giuliani was not fed passively Russian disinformation. He ordered it off the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say that's the best one right there. There's a oh, menu. Yeah. <laughs> Giuliani's out there looking for it. He's just looking to create stories uh, about Hunter Biden. It's a classic example of the right wing media machine. And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking. He's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. We should note Hunter Biden isn't running for president. That argument has been debunked. There is no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Whoa. For all we know, these emails are made up. It just lacks credibility. Okay, so I would love if you guys would start doing that. FBI... Literally talking over Harrington, uh, one of the uh, chief uh, correspondents, the, the, the chief communications uh, directors uh, for the Republican National Committee, Aram Poor can't. Shut up. Start doing that verification. No, we're not going to do your work for you. you? Oh. Character matters. It matters. Number Telling the one. truth matters. Being a good person matters. I don't know why I'm crying so much. I keep crying. I'm going to cry now. Stay away Biden from me. Wins. You're going to make me cry. I was talking to a Democrat who just said this also felt like the Avengers. It felt like we're being rescued from this, this <laughs> craziness that we've all lived through from the last four years, and now here are the superheroes to come and save us all. I mean, all I have to say is everybody look up, because it's a different way of living now, right? We if you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send dreamers <laughs> back for no reason. <laughs> We don't care who you are. Legally. We don't care if you voted for us or not. 
this is vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered. The biggest four years of suffering of our lives, right here. Did you have any, your Trump? parents have any children that were born male? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll be back to uh, talk about the policy uh, stuff here on this. Uh, I'm sorry, I have not been looking at the phones or my text messages. Uh, let me rifle off a bunch. You guys are. Oh, you guys are. Fun. You guys are having as much fun as we are. It looks like. Uh, Fire Fauci. Yes. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's go back to the beginning. Eddie, I just turned the radio on. I don't know if maybe you've covered this already. Instagram is a request from President Trump to send letters. Remember when I told you guys to send letters? Yeah. Did you send letters? Did you send letters? The likelihood that you sent letters was probably not. I sent several letters, and several of our listeners sent them. And I think whatever letters that you possibly can send it says send letters so that he can take them to the Supreme Court. I've sent my letter, and so I have several of my friends. I believe it was requested last Wednesday. Would have been the 23rd. Thank you for texting that in. Great reminder. Um, Warner is a patsy for the Biden's edition. Oh, I got the. Uh, I read that earlier, and then there was a Facebook post after that. Hey, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. I don't know if you've seen President Trump's tweet from about three hours ago. It included. It is included here. I've had quite a few people tell me to quit fighting for Trump, but I will not quit on the president because he has never stopped. There you go. That's the attitude right there. God bless you all. He has never stopped fighting for us. God bless you all in the Kiva, and God bless the USA. Oh, Melvin, good job. Uh, breaking news, Pennsylvania, there were 205,000 more votes than there were voters. This alone flips the state to President Trump. Should I start crying? The dry tears. Vindication. Time Blue of Impact Theory recommends Blinkist. They sponsor Impact Theory. I don't know what uh, Impact Theory is. Uh, is that positive or negative? I don't know, but thank you. Uh, my guy from Espanola Valley, every American, every American could receive $1 million, and it would cost less than the money Democrat politicians want to give Ukraine, Central America, and Colombia. Wow. Is that true? I, I don't think that's technically true. Yeah, I think if we all got a million, I think you'd have to spend $327 Maybe that's trillion, a, I think. So we, that might be Espanola yeah. Valley math. <laughs> okay, okay. But that I can make that joke out. You can. New York Times math. I can. I can make that joke out. You cannot make that. That would be racist. Do not laugh. Don't laugh. Dow. That is racist. I apologize. Please. Please apologize. I throw myself on the people of New Mexico. Throw yourself at the Catholic Church of Northern New Mexico. Hey, wait a minute. On January twentieth, doesn't the Truth and Reconciliation Commission get inaugurated too? I think they do. Apologize. I'll finally have my board. Yeah, I think they'll they'll basically at that point condemn me. My my column endorsing Trump ran in Florida and Ohio swing states. I'm gonna they're gonna bring you me should up pay to charges. You yeah. should pay, no doubt it. Um, when I heard about the Nashville bombing, my first thought was that whatever this is, given the current climate of our nation, this has nothing to do with the mainstream media is directing the viewing public to look at. Meaning, whatever insidious and criminal activity is actually going on, it's somewhere not behind the scenes of this and not what we're seeing before our eyes. Why? Because the ruling politicians are so corrupt. Uh, Eddie, I loved raising Arizona. Uh, what's wrong with the conservatives here in New Mexico? Is the same thing as happening with President Trump in Washington? Thank you, thank you. They're afraid of you because Eddie, because you're a very loud voice of dissent that people are listening to. They don't like you because you don't uh, toe the fallen line and know your place script like a good corrupt New Mexico rhino politician in New Mexico. And they don't trust you because you're telling the public the truth about things, whereas they hide and spout lies because they think New Mexicans are stupid. Cockroaches always scatter towards the darkness when the light comes on. Ooh, wow. That was, that was good, Judy. Uh, Eddie, I should clarify, my last text was only referring only to conservatives that are currently in office and power in the New Mexico Republican Party, the ones that pretend to be representing us. 
Uh, Eddie, thank you. Joe, the fill-in for Kill Me Today was absolutely driving me nuts as well. I was going to text in to ask you if you were listening to what Joe was spouting, and I didn't because of my last opinion that I sent you regarding uh, Glenn Beck. I like to take my opinions that I get from my listeners and forward them on, um, and then I just, you know, I either hear or I don't hear. Uh, last week I noticed Kill Me is starting to not so suddenly turn away from trouble. I don't think that's the case with Kill Me. Um, I've been listening to him, and I've been looking for that. And that's um, turn against Trump would be too strong right now, but it's pretty close. Remember, Kilmeade got the interview with Trump. That's Do you remember right. that? That's right. So th- that's not happening, and I know that uh, Kilmeade is getting closer with Trump. As if the listener is clueless that they wouldn't realize that Kilmeade is increasingly cherry-picking both callers and guest hosts that are clearly anti-Trump. It's too bad that President Trump just gave him an exclusive interview. No, no, uh, you got that wrong. I uh, love this. Eddie, the age of Aquarius will be masculine. We are... We're on the age of Aquarius, aren't we? Is it 2100? When is it? 2050. See when the age of Aquarius starts. Oh, my God. This is something that Dow doesn't know. It's amazing. I know the song. The age is, <laughs> this is the age of it's the fifth dimension, right? And all he had to do was really listen to your interview with Kilmeade, and that is the furthest from the truth. He is not running away from Trump. No. Well, I mean, he's, in, he's also been kind of, uh, he knows where, which side of the... <laughs> Bread his he's buttered. Liberals better buckle up for some swing in the pendulum. Twenty fifty, age of Aquarius shifts. Is that correct? I'm I'm digging. Uh, uh, dig, dig, it's dig. in astrology. <clears throat> I, I only know about real science, not astrology. Uh, is either the current or forthcoming astrological age, depending on the method of calculation. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, pre precessional rotation. Oh my gosh, we're going in a deep. Eddie, my okay. wife and I are in Scottsdale right now as I'm writing this at the bar restaurant. It's totally happening for a Monday evening, and New Mexico is a total joke and run by total joke. Politicians, when are New Mexicans going to wake up and demand change? Looking to pack our bags. Wow, nice pick there. Look at this. <whistles> Eddie's listening to my station. Look at that. Oh, nice. Look at the weather. He's watching the Bills. The Buffalo. The Bills. The Bills. Or is it the Bears? Or the Bulls? The Bears. I have been, <laughs> I haven't asked to put a mask on the drive through yet, uh, Duke. Oh, that's good. Uh, I've happened it. Fire Fauci, love that, uh, of course. Uh, right on again, Eddie. I never wear a mask up to get in a store and immediately pull it below my chin because it will make you sick. Yeah, you wear that mask long enough. I have a Toomey mask. Right. I love all my Toomey gear. Toomey. The Peruvian word, by the way. Did you know that? Toomey. Yeah. The coolest stuff on the planet. I love Toomey. Toomey. On DDG, brings up a bunch of news saying that she's alive. What are we talking about? Can you post a source to that nurse dying on the Rock of Talk chat? Nurse who fainted. Yeah, I'll do it tonight. Yeah, I've got that. Uh, let's see. Ooh. Any on a lighter side, officer pulls over a lady for speeding and notices a water bottle on her front seat. Officer asks, lady, what's in the bottle? Water, says the lady. Officer, upon smelling the bottle, replies, lady, that's not water. It's wine. Lady, oh, my Jesus, did it again. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> <laughs> do you, have, you have a total. <laughs> that, that, that's that's. Just move along, lady. Just go ahead. That was so good. Can you imagine that? That's perfect. I'm going to use that tonight. Wow, that is good. Is that good? That's good. Oh, I wish you hadn't sent me down Uh, this rabbit hole about the uh, age of Doctors die from the stress of taking care of adult patients who are less vested in their own health than the physician is. Uh, when the doctor is working harder at patients' health than they are, it's so futile. So in that regard, they don't need to come to the doctor. <laughs> Many adults uh, have preventive jet patients come wanting to be fixed. Life choices. Take ownership of our own health. Hold ourselves accountable. Yeah, there you go. I agree with that, right? I do. 
Uh, back to programming people. They're gods. No, they're spelling it backwards. Dogs. Ooh, Judith. Judith came in. Did you like? Judith thanked me for spending some time with her when she came in. She was so nice. She, she came was in a on, nice lady. She came in on Christmas Eve, and you know, I said I gave Judith a hug, and she says that's what I came for, and she just nicely. I, I don't know. I like to think that I helped her make her Christmas a little bit. That was good. Notable that vaccines are only officially authorized for 16 plus and 18 plus years old in light of the state's push to vaccinate elementary school children. Don't let them vaccinate your children, please. Uh, I already played that for you, right? You don't need to vaccinate your children. I, I think that was on, was that earlier today? Was that on uh, today's? You don't need to, yeah, I think I started out with that today. Here's the uh, the actual stuff. Oh, I'm going back to your, we're going to have to do all your public policy tomorrow, Dad. In fact, the entire show, you want to just do a top ten policy? Uh, well, Wednesday's the, the final five, so we could do the first five tomorrow, no no problem. And then when, we could follow up with the next five on Wednesday. I love how controlled he is. I'm still looking up the age of Aquarius. This is very complicated. <laughs> this is very complicated nonsense. Um, you throw you throw down a, a zodiac sign, and it's it, right, it's all over. But the various crying. methods of calculating the twelve astrological ages. Astrologers do not agree on when the Aquarian age will start, or even if it has already started. Uh, based on a summary of various opinions, most published materials suggest that the age of Aquarius started in the 20th century. With the 24th century in second place, we don't technically know. We know that it will be followed by the age of Pisces after. Yes, Aquarius. there you go. So this is all very complicated. 2,160 years are each astrological age, apparently. Here's that. I'll get to the calls in the sack, so if you're there, just uh, hold on uh, right there. I think it's 2050. We'll just, just go with what I know. Right. I actually pay attention to stupid stuff like that, right? I can always tell when someone's going to ask me my sign or, like, they start trying to guess at things. Yeah. You but do you that? know your your sun sign, right? You have to have your your regular sign. Don't you have like a sun sign or a moon sign? Or Saturn, something rising. Oh, something? I'm Neptune and Pisces. Yeah. I'm Leo, and my my personality really does fit the, the description of Leo. So yeah, I give him credit for that one. Those wacky astrologers. Did you go watch uh, the Saturnalia, uh, evil Saturnalia? Oh, and, uh, that's another on my list. Yeah, I gotta go watch that. Uh, there's a whole there's all the Saturn death cult. Do you have your you ever looked into that, the Saturn uh, Death Cult? I will tell you this. I spent the holidays watching the four-episode documentary about Heaven's Gate, which is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Really good. The largest mass suicide in American history. There it is. And you want to talk about living in your own reality. They bought a <laughs> telescope to go look at the Hale-Bopp comet so that they could see the, the alien spacecraft behind the Hale-Bopp comet. They looked in the telescope. There was no alien spacecraft behind the Hale-Bopp comet. So what did they do? They took the telescope back to the store and said, this must be defective because we know the alien spaceship is there. Okay, <laughs> that's following your own narrative. <laughs> what was the guy's name, Applewhite? Uh, Marshall Applewhite, yeah. He lived on the backside of that mountain out there in Edgewood. Oh. Yeah. Well, they moved around a lot. because Well, they he, he was there for a time. He had, they had an entire, and we had driven past at one time because he had this large collection of tires. Oh. And that's what, yeah, you can look it up. Marshall, okay. uh, look that it up. That was his it, thing. Yeah, he loved the tires. Yeah, he, he, they just they had a whole entire um, compound, right? Is that what they call tires? Compounds. Well, I wish they had addressed that because they, they in the documentary they say they kept moving around because the relatives of all the people in the cult kept trying to find like their any lost cult. relatives, so they had to keep moving around the country. Well, which is a well, good plan, I guess. Yeah, no, no. So that <laughs> happened. There was a, a college uh, religious cult that my friend Tom got abducted uh, into, and he disappeared from his family for like two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, he totally disappeared. And it was freakish, and he went with this fundamentalist Christian cult, and they showed up, and they were very attractive. They were constantly, like, fixing their bikes and all these things. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I was just hanging out with Tom a minute ago, and then, you know, suddenly he's gone. And he couldn't talk to us anymore. 
And he disappeared for like three years. Against his will. Now, he didn't join willingly. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, apparently it was part of his will. I mean, you know. Wow. I've been referred to as Jim Jones before, just so you know. <laughs> what? I'm yeah, not no, is, the is, it, ladies and is it really? Is there, <laughs> somebody has, people have told me that I uh, get people to do things. I'm like, I don't know when. What are you talking about? Did Tom ever come out of that? Is he okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing great. Uh, lives in Pittsburgh now. and. uh great. Doing fine, and we're friends on Facebook, and he's taking pictures and working out and uh, living life. I mean, great-looking guy, really, really good, even kid. Went to Pius with me, and um, then just disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, what, what shocked me was how many, several of the cult members who weren't part of the mass suicide in California killed themselves after the mass suicide because they wanted to join up with their friends. So there were a couple of people in various parts of the country who killed themselves after the 39 killed themselves. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a fa- it's a four part documentary on uh, HBO Max. Um, really fascinating stuff. There's several of those. They try to match them on uh, Prime because they always try to catch them because it's easy to like uh, you know sort of stitch together various oh, yeah. pieces and get you to watch it and uh, watch it even more. Uh, Call it your the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, Gene Pool. And uh, I, I had a uh, genuine War of the Worlds radio moment that I had never, ever, ever heard Art Bell before and never heard Coast to Coast. And I'm driving all night long, an all-nighter across uh, uh, Dakota, Montana. and uh, in the Like a Scirocco the across the desert. Like a Scirocco across Montana, yeah. And... Um, so our bell comes on with the uh, Hale-Bopp thing and the spaceship behind it and all that. And, and for the first, like, five minutes, I thought this was real. I literally had that feeling that people had when they heard the War of the Worlds for, uh, for, the, for the first time. Oh, and I, I lived in uh, Sedona and uh, all this uh, astrology sign stuff. And I was helping this chick uh, do something with her car, and I was kind of bossing her around a little bit. And she, and she goes, what sign are you? And I knew where she was going with that, so I just beat her to it. I said, a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but anyway, so your your uh, experts, all of your experts, all of your universities, uh-huh. the uh, you you, you got to go to a university because so, you have to have a diploma to uh, take to get the license, right? That's by design because you're all be, we're all being farmed, and they don't learn anything in the universities. Uh, well, the, the 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 easy stuff like uh, skin is cut, so we sew it up. That works. Those are the only things that they're good for. Everything else that they try to do for you, they're just spitballing it. And but the whole thing is control because you don't get to be a doctor or a plumber or or a lawyer or whatever. All of the professions that control all of our lives, unless you go through one of the brainwashing institutions and get their and get their diploma that certifies that you're brainwashed. So you can take that diploma and go get the license to guarantee that you're brainwashed. And if you ever cross us, we're going to yank your light. We're going to yank your license. And and you won't be able to... Uh, uh, to uh, I'm yeah. glad we're adding to the... Uh, uh, Dave, I'm sure Killer, I appreciate you calling in today. You doing all right? Uh, no, no, but thanks for asking. Okay, good. All right. We're going to have to end the <laughs> I show now. I agree 100% that universities are not the place to go to if you want to exercise free thought. Uh, they are places of conformity and not oh, intellectual exploration. Yeah. Well, really home. I like the way he gets faster and faster. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I'm glad that we're helping people with their you know, mental health and things like that. And After this year, we all need it. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it amazing how much we're still able to laugh and get through and we've been here basically every day? This isn't the rock of talk. This is the rock of therapy. Oh, <laughs> doubt. We should save that as a clip and run it as a promo. Don't you think? I think that's what we should do. This is my new ringtone, by the way, on my phone. You know what this is? Yeah, um, the space show. 
faz hoje. Stranger Things. All right, folks, we'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m.